Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. This episode marks the end of the first chapter of Trailblazers Season 2. I'd like to take this opportunity to talk to you about how this season's structured. The first season of Trailblazers was 42 episodes, 5 chapters, and each chapter ranged from 6 to 10 episodes. For Season 2, I wanted to structure it a little bit more, have a bit more consistency, and reduce the episode count a bit. So this season will be comprised of four chapters of eight episodes each. There's no major perspective shift or time jump or change in PC roster or anything like that at all from one chapter to another. The chapters simply represent certain story beats and act as a handy organizational tool. In fact, there's no big time jumps in this entire season. Each episode picks up right where the last one left off. Also, I do something very unconventional in this session. There will come a point where I show a 30 second video to one of my players in order to get something across. I have linked the video in the description of today's episode. It's a video called Bastion Field. You can just type Bastion Field into YouTube and it'll be the first video that shows up. If you're anything like me, you listen to podcasts while you're working or driving, and anytime a podcast tells you that there's a picture in the description or that you should look up something, you know that you're not going to do it. So if that's the case with you as well, let me just tell you what the video is. It's a clip from the Overwatch cinematic, The Last Bastion, combined with the audio from the Battlefield trailer. I highly recommend when the time comes in today's episode, you watch the video if you can. I hope you enjoy this chapter finale. Last time on Trailblazers, Victor received another strange vision. Booker returned from the hospital, but most importantly, the party interrogated their new captive, Baron Samiti. While they didn't get satisfying answers to their questions, they did learn one thing from him. That Marcus hired the Gemini gang that attacked the party's tram in the first episode. How will the party respond? What will they do with Baron Samiti? What secrets is he refusing to tell? Find out this week on Trailblazers! So yeah, Tally just threw papers on, on, on the desk and said, Baron was right, Marcus hired Gemini. Oh, well, what's this? What's this? I kind of casually walk over to the papers and pick them up. It's uh, uh, an account statement, and you can see she's highlighted uh, a very large transfer of money to some organization that means nothing to you. Tally points at that and goes, I looked up what that was, because that was the biggest transfer, and guess what? It happened a few weeks before the train was robbed, and after looking it through, it's a cover for the Gemini. You got something to say about this, Marcus? And Marcus kind of puts his hands up and says, let's not everyone jump to conclusions here. I have a, a good explanation for this. Is this your account? And I point to wherever the money's coming from. Yes, that is my account. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And if you'll remember, uh, we live on very limited space, and that money went to buy this building. I have to make payments on it. That's what that is. I don't know why you're thinking that that's Italian. And says, don't lie to me, Marcus. I can tell when you're lying. And that's a ridiculous excuse. And Marcus kind of closes his mouth. Well, if you're, if you're so adamant that you're telling the truth, Marcus, why don't you... Uh... Sit down, uh, take a couple doses of Torpenol, and then talk about it. Sounds like a plan. He sighs deeply. Fine, I did hire the Gemini gang. Why? Because we had to get Baron. We, was, we knew was Baron on the train? You weren't after Baron, you were after that cylinder. Only because I knew he was after that. He was to escort it. I found that out through information you gathered, Tally. And so we need to intercept that. And we just don't have the resources. We don't have the crew. So I hired people who did. 
Baron didn't show up until way after. You caused so much. All for the anthros, destru- right? Destruction. I, you killed our friends. I, we had friends on that train. I didn't. Ki- it could have been us. I didn't kill anyone. And if I had met you before and knew you were on the train, maybe that things would have changed. But I, I didn't kill anybody. I've been trying. I've been trying to help people. I've sacrificed everything I've earned in this life to try to help people. Tally's almost like her eyes are watering. You didn't kill anybody, but you hired the guys who did. You did it. Oh please! If we if we want to start playing that. That game of who killed who, then we could say that you too easily killed Booker. But I, I have a feeling that you guys would say, no, we didn't put a knife to his throat. Well, I didn't put a gun to anyone's head on that tram. Booker's not dead. Right. So, how much did you know about the canister, the mysterious canister that we came in knowing nothing about? How much did you know about it before this? I, I, I haven't lied to you. I didn't know anything, and I, I still know it was only as much as you. I just knew that he was going after something on that tram. You can't say you haven't lied to us because just, you know, a couple hours ago, I remember you saying, no, I didn't hire the Gemini. So you can't can't say that. I'm not lying to you. I have no clue about this canister. If I knew about this canister, why would I have Dr. Frankenstein go chop the thing open and drive everyone here mad? Listen, I know tensions are high, but I had to do this. There was no other way. We, I had to stop Baron. What else have you been lying about? Nothing, I swear. Because you're, you know, that was pretty straight-faced earlier. You weren't nervous. It was just, you are really calm. You must be good at it. I'm sure you're just genuine all the time. I'm sure you have no experience deceiving others, Lanris. I don't claim otherwise. I don't, I don't understand all this. Why, why did you... I didn't mean to hurt you guys. I didn't even know you. Just like you said, you don't blame yourself because Booker's not dead. You three are still alive. I didn't pay Baron to throw him off the train. So, so, so what? All the good I've done, we're just going to throw it in the air. Just disappear. All, all written off by one mistake? Your mistake wasn't hiring them. It was lying to us. Because I knew you'd react like this. I knew you wouldn't understand. No, I, I understand pretty clearly. What do you think about this, Tally? I don't know what to think anymore. Marcus, I trusted you with this. I've been I've been singing the praise of this organization, recruiting for you. Half the people here are here because of me. You're just a liar. And a murderer. I'm not a murderer. I'm sure I've killed less people than all of you. We killed people because you sent us out to do that. Listen, we're all tired. It's the middle of the night. Uh, we just caught Baron. Tensions are high. Let's all just take a moment to calm down. You can't. No. No. You can't blame us for killing people when it was by your orders. Oh. I was ordered to. It's been a very good defense in history. You gotta at least take responsibility for it, too. You can't. Now, what I'm saying is you can't just put it all on us. Hey, I did gave those what I did for the good of everyone, including your kind. I'm sorry, do you want Baron to have the canister? At least my plan actually helped catch the guy. At least my plan had some success. Every plan that you guys have tried to do has failed. It's me and my plan that came together to catch Baron in the end and to get that canister. What do you mean, our plan? We always sat in your little meetings and did what you told us to do. Hey, wait, the, the no, and when you didn't do what I told you to do, that's when you got ambushed on a tram. And nearly got Booker killed. 
The ambush sketch baron was my idea. I'm just going to put that out there. He's got a point. Shiva speaks up. You saved me. And that's something that I won't forget. But I don't know how much more I can stay around here and follow your orders. From my vantage point, I ain't seeing a lot of difference between you and the things you said we're trying to fight against. A lot of anthros on that train. But I guess they didn't count. It's for the greater good. <laughs> that That is exactly what Baron said. Sometimes some people have to die so many others can live. And if you're so sure, if you're so sure about that, why did you lie to us? Because I knew you guys couldn't handle the truth. You didn't need to know the truth. See what good has it done now? It's done a lot of good, actually. Kintaro uh, says, I'm feeling what everyone's feeling here, Marcus. And I think that feeling is, I'm not sure if I can answer to your commands anymore and listen to your leadership. I think it might be time for a bit of a, a mix-up, huh? Yeah. No, no, no. You're not going to take this from me. I've invested too much money, too much of my time, too much of my life and reputation, and I've sacrificed too much to let you guys just decide who gets to run this organization. I'm sorry. Is the building in your name? Did you spend all of your wealth buying the equipment that you two, uh, you're all so happily wearing? Well, you didn't either. I mean, most of that came from someone else. The famous singer... All Superstar. of your community communicators make a very annoying ring. You guys kind of like kind of push your communicators, trying to get them out of the way and try to turn them off, whatever. And then that stops, and then you hear somebody speaking through the communicator. Attention, members of the so-called AAA. I am Alarak, first descendant to the High Lord of Comet, and I have come for what's inside of your vault. Cower in closets and in corners, and pray that my men do not come across you. Get in our way, and we will wipe you from the face of Kadesh. Make your choice, it matters not. In the end, my men are leaving with what's inside that vault. And all of your communicators start playing the most obnoxiously loud music. <laughs> I, like, throw my communicator, like, into a corner. <laughs> Everyone's like trying to turn off their communicators and uh, you look at, you're in the control room and you can see the monitors for the cameras and stuff that's been set up. And you can see um, a lot of the people that are installing that rail system begin to turn on fellow engineers, like pulling out guns and shooting them in the back and stuff. And over like in the warehouse, sort of, not the warehouse, but in like where there's double doors to get large objects into the building, it's opened and flowing in are all sorts of people in like ridiculous costumes and things and they're using the rail system to bring in this this giant sort of machine and and you're not sure what it is except for victor who knows exactly what it is it's an industrial thermal lance it's used for cutting very thick pieces of metal and they're bringing they're beginning to, to push it through the rail system and through the building uh, you see the monitor that shows the um the prison an engineer kind of comes in you say he, he's talking he's saying something to Diane, who is, seems to be confused, and she goes to the door, starts looking out the door, and the engineer is behind her. She's not looking at him anymore. He pulls out a gun, and he puts it at the back of her head, and he blows her brains across the wall. She falls to the ground, and the guy moves beyond, uh, leaving that that prison. 
Uh, Marcus is kind of like looking at all the monitors and he hits a big button and you can hear things start to whir and uh, chrismals begin to activate around the facility. And Marcus is like, uh, all right, this is bad. They're obviously going for the vault. Lanris Victor, you need to go to the vault right now. Uh, Tally, you get to, you stay here, all right? I want you to work on this control and see if you can get this gosh darn audio working out better. And you see all the video gets cut. And, and then uh, you hear Kataro goes, uh, I don't think we're taking orders from you anymore, Marcus. And Marcus says, not the time to argue. Can we, can we all yell about me and decide what we need to do afterwards? Listen, we've got an armory, a med bay, the vertipad, and the generator room. And there's only three of you left to go somewhere. So you guys need to decide uh, where you're going to go. Uh, so you guys can decide, assign Tar, Kentaro, and Koba to either go to the armory, med bay, vertipad, generator room, or to go with you to the vault. Uh, um, we're not prioritizing the prison at all? Marcus has said he's going to the prison. Okay. And Tally's staying there in the control room to try to deal with fixing the security that just bugged out. Matter of fact, you know, you know what? The cameras, they don't turn off. What they do is they just show a, 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 a constantly looping image of a comet falling to the, through the sky. I don't even think we should split up. I think we should all go to the vault and then clear this place out room by room. Right, yeah. So you can you can assign someone to the armory, to the med bay, to the vertipad, or the generator room. Um... Because you know that each of those, if Kama gets to them, there's some asset there they can use or take advantage of. Obviously, if they get to Army, they can have better weapons. If they get to Med Bay, they can have some sort of pharmaceuticals. If they get to the Vertipad, maybe they can get control of the Vertibird. If they get to the Generator Room, they can get that to explode, which is a very bad thing. Okay. What was your idea, Chris? Uh, Landers? I changed it now because that's a really good point. They can. I didn't realize. But you two are absolutely going to the vault, unless you want to be like ridiculous. But you can be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like being ridiculous. Um, and we didn't get weapons on the Vertibird yet. We didn't upgrade mm -hmm. the Med Bay a lot. Mm -mm. I think we should send Tar to the Armory, because that's his wheelhouse, and he's the best with the equipment. Okay. Um, maybe Tar and Kentaro, and then us and Koba go to the vault, and then we have them sweep the other stuff. Uh, you only have to send uh, one person to each location, and a person can't go to multiple locations. But I'm scared for their well-being. <laughs> <laughs> you just killed one right in front of us. With the brains going all over the place. It was gross. Um, she didn't even break her leg. <laughs> let's send Tar there. Let's send... Um, Kintar to the generator. I mean, us having power is really important. Right, yep. You did also upgrade to, a, a, to like a gravity generator, which is like, if that self-destructs, it's a lot of damage. <laughs> the second most damage of all the generators. <laughs> We, we hear Zarya's ultimate line, and we all get sucked toward the center of the base. <laughs> I like the idea now that every single character, uh, every single comic character is going to be cosplaying one of the Overwatch characters. All of a sudden, you hear, It's high noon. I've got you in my sights. Tar, you go to the armory and get whatever you need. Kintaro, go to the generator. Koba, come with us, and we're going to go to the vault. Kintaro, like, points at Marcus. We're not done with you yet, Marcus. And uh, everybody goes to their locations. Uh, so you guys cannot use the communicators to talk to each other because this music is blaring. Also, to communicate in battle is going to be a move action because it is uh, so very loud. Right. So Koba has a death ray, which has one charge. It's pretty much an instant kill. Just so you know. You can like say, kill that person. I want that person out of the fight, period, forever. Uh, but she doesn't have a, a ton of other weapons. Her deal is cloak and stuff, so she'll... Hopefully she can disrupt them. I say you stay in the shadows and focus on getting that drill offline. Okay. All right, you see she cloaks right in front of you. 
let's see. All right, you guys are going down the hallway and stuff, and all of a sudden, uh, a couple like uh, laser shots go past your head, and you guys kind of get uh, behind some cover, and you're sh there are people are shooting at you. And let's roll initiative. I really need to get a new pen because I click it, and then I have to edit out every single click <laughs> during the episode. So I say to myself, "Oh, I'll just stop clicking it," and then I, I absentmindedly, all of a sudden, I've clicked a hundred times. I have twenty-one for initiative. 21 for Lanris, 25 for Victor, whose names I got correct. Victor, you get to go first. You see down the hallway is some guy with a laser gun, a uh, laser rifle. He has a, uh, like an old, like CC, uh, you like those old monitors, those big box monitors on his mm -hmm. head. And being displayed is a big question mark. And <laughs> another guy who doesn't seem to have uh, any guns on him, you're not sure what he's doing. He is this fat dude wearing like clown pants and a clown mask he's shirtless uh with except for just like these suspenders and he's got <laughs> fire coming off his head which is obviously some sort of projection effect so how far how far are they let's say 30 feet to keep things within non-ridiculous standards <laughs> great 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 all right i'm gonna go for the um computer uh the monitor guy you would wouldn't you i i totally would first one is 30 Hit. and then the second one is 22 Hit. 27. Okay. And then the sec second one is 27. Wow. What are you doing here? Shooting? Running up with a hammer? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm hitting him with my hammer. I'm tr I'm trying to knock that uh, a big old crack inside that monitor. As you hit him, you realize like these guys don't have armor. This is not the Gemini gang with all their equipment stuff. These guys are just like wearing street clothes and ridiculous costumes. Uh, and you break the monitor open, including his head, which was inside the monitor. Cool. Landris. Is he dead? I guess he'll never know. <laughs> I'm gonna turn to the fat guy and uh, unleash arrows as I are want to do. Okay, he has partial cover. Uh, 24, 20, 20. Hit, hit, hit. Ow, for him. <laughs> uh, 59. Your arrows, while making fantastic purchase and being right on the mark, they break right before they get to him. Uh, at least the first one does, and you see, like, a, you hear like the sound of a force field deactivating while the others hit. So, what was the last two damages? The last two would be. 21. So that hurts him a lot, but the force would seem to keep him alive. His turn. I thought it was childhood obesity <laughs> that kept him alive. <laughs> uh, he pulls out two grenades from his pockets and activates them both. And he runs at Victor. Yep. Making it Victor's turn. And you hear him yell, uh, Transcendence! I'm going to turn on my uh, force field. Okay. So you consume 1d6 charges. Please roll a d6. Two. Okay. So while the dozens of tiny biofeedback needles pierce your arms to interface with your nervous system, uh, you make a DC 15 fortitude save to avoid being dazed for one round. 16. All right. You're not you're not dazed, and you now have your force field. It's 17. Hit. 26. You finish him off, and he falls, and the grenades uh, roll out of his hand. Awesome. Those are the only guys we've seen around, right? Yep. I guess we better head to the... Grenades. Vault. Oh, grenade. you can grab them. No, no, no. They were... He activated them. They are oh. live grenades. Oh, then I run. Lars <laughs> <laughs> is watching, like, running away, like, Vic, Vic, Vic. Vic's, like, walking down. It's like, Vic, no, maybe you should run faster. Why? The grenade... Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, right. I run. You two safely get behind cover as you... And a gust of blast kind of hits your chest, even though you're behind, you know, doors or whatever. Uh, and you look back, there's this imprint on the wall of these grenades. They were concussion grenades. 
Uh, all right, you guys. You guys have have uh, successfully got through that hallway. Uh, we're gonna continue to the vault. Mm -hmm. Okay. Koba, you okay? I look around. Uh, she goes, "Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fine." As you guys uh, are going through, you, you're you're seeing the um, you get into the rail system that there was being installed, and you see there's dead bodies of the engineers who were obviously not with Comet, who were just doing a job, and most of them have shots in their back or in the back of their head. Not all of them, though. And you see, is some... the one named engineer there? No, you yet to come across the named engineer. You see some destroyed chrismals around, uh, but there also is a couple dead Comet guys, so they've been thinning the herd for you. But you get to near the vault, and there is a torrent of fire that comes at your way. And as you, you peer through the fire to see what's in there, there's a, a guy setting up the torch on the... It's detached from the rail system, and he's starting to uh, get it ready to destroy, uh, to burn through the vault. And there's this guy who's in a black peacoat, goes down maybe knee length, got a solid red tie and you see he has and he's kind of looking at a hat and it's it's baron's hat he wants to come across it while they were going across since no one went to the um the med bay and he we could tell that it's not baron no it's not baron okay. he just got it from the equipment that was in med, the med bay remember you Wait, guys baron had a hat yeah he had a hat. i forgot about that sorry so the guy kind of puts the hat on and uh, he has this he has this almost like briefcase looking thing and when he sees you, he he's the one who orders the fire and makes you guys kind of get into cover. You guys manage to see who is firing. One is this guy in a ridiculous sort of bunny mascot costume. Another person is a woman who is painted black. She saw a red door and she painted it black. Uh, she's got black hair, but she's got like white skull face paint and, and uh, body paint on. And there's this another dude who has... Uh, like, you know, like the anonymous mask, yeah. but smoke is pouring from this mask, uh, and he's wearing like a business suit. It's a Guy Fox mask. Yeah, Guy Fox mm -hmm. mask. There you go. And it's Mr. Dude... Anonymous himself. And another dude's dressed up as a scarecrow. Uh, you, you, obviously some of them have guns, but it was too quick to see what has, who has what in that. So mm -hmm. we need to roll initiative yet again. 20. 12. So the mascot is running at you and you hear and he's running at you with a gosh darn freaking chainsaw and he's gonna run at you and he's gonna go after victor and he's gonna roll two which is probably gonna be a mess <laughs> chainsaws are not known for their wieldiness all right so chainsaw dude came at you and does a 13 hit your ac nope Alright, so he slices at you and you kind of dodge it. But you have a dude with a chainsaw, a guy in a freaking bunny mask got costume with a chainsaw in front of you. Uh, Landers' turn. I'm sorry, was Pico guy and business suit guy two different people? Uh, guy Fox is the guy in the business suit. Pico guy has gotten behind the vault. You can't see him anymore. Okay. Um, and our, Oh, so we're in the vault room. Where's the drill? You're right outside the vault room. And the drill is, if you're looking at the vault, to the right. Okay. Um, and I'd say the scarecrow is probably the guy that's getting the, the machine ready. I'm going to attack Guy Fox. Okay. 14, 24, 19 to their flat-footed. 14, 24, 19 is a hit to all three. Uh, 52. Damage total. You kill Guy Fox. I was aiming for his mask. I really want to know what's under there. <laughs> I want to know what's smoking. Okay, right, yeah, sure. As it comes off, there's like these little, uh, there's just a little, um, program, uh, what do you call it? Like little circuitry under the mask. It's all just visual fun. Uh, but <laughs> behind him, he looks almost more scary than a monster. He's just a regular... Adult man underneath the mask. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. <laughs> Making it uh, Koba's turn. Uh, 
all of a sudden the drill starts shaking and then turns off. And the scarecrow guy's kind of like, I don't know what went wrong. And he's trying to fix it. He apparently is also Southern. He, 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 he's a method actor. We live on an island. He's, he's, a, he's a method actor. Victor's turn. No, no, I'm sorry. Scarecrow's turn. Uh, he's going to try to spend his whole turn trying to fix it. Victor. Okay, I'm gonna, since the bunny guy attacked me, I'm going to hit the bunny guy. And I'm hitting him Correction, for 32. Correction, you're going to try and hit the bunny guy. Yeah, no, 32. Hit. <laughs> and then the second one is thir- 25. Hit. Correction, okay. he's hitting him. I'm hitting him. 28 and 29. Yeah, you kill him. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, you stupid bunny guy with your chainsaw. It falls, and as the chainsaw falls his hands, it turns off automatically. You know, you know, little bunny foo-foo? <laughs> Uh, instead of instead of hitting Phil and mice on the head, Victor I is Skeleton Lady, uh, and Skeleton Lady pulls out a gosh darn rocket launcher and shoots it. What? In between you two. Uh, okay, yes, yeah, she's gonna attack a space three foot burst. So yes, you'll need Seven. to make a DC fifteen reflex save to half the damage. I rolled a one. How much damage am I taking? You're gonna take twenty points of bludgeoning damage, and nineteen points of fire damage and then half of that for you there Andrus. it explodes and it starts like caving in stuff so now there is a lot of stuff in between you and getting to the vault you would have to squeeze through this area to get to it which is a very narrow choke point now she fired a gosh darn rocket launcher indoors this is a crazy person <laughs> yes back down to uh, Landris. there was no doubt about that before the rocket launcher <laughs> Landris. <laughs> maybe she has a normal day drop I don't know um can we? Do we still have visibility of all the people we were fighting? Uh, yeah, but they all have have uh, not total cover, but regular cover, just plus four, I think. Uh, I'm gonna take aim at uh, Scarecrow guy who's trying to fix the thing. Mm-hmm. Unless does she have another rocket launcher? Because I feel like she'd have trouble hiding that. She doesn't have another rocket launcher. Though a newly created rocket launcher contains its entire load of rockets and energy charges, and there's a total of capacity of ten, so she could have up to ten in her rocket launcher. Wait, she could have 10 shots per launcher? She could if it's a brand new rocket launcher, yes. Never mind, I'm attacking her. (laughs) Does she have cover? Everyone does, yep. This is this little narrow passage between you and them now. Okay, um, I'm going to apply minus 4 to my attack rolls, so this is straight to her AC. Okay. Uh, Full round of action. 24, 18, 11. Miss. Total of 45 damage. Okay, you kill her. Arrows get into her chest and stomach, and she holds them as she falls over you hear Pico guy yell, um, time for plan B. We're not cutting through it here. And they start hooking up the vault to the, the rail system. And they're behind the vault pulling it so that you cannot get a clear shot at them. And uh, the scarecrow guy is shooting just wildly at you guys with a rifle. You guys can wait for them to kind of turn the corner so they're not shooting anymore or try to risk going out there now while they're shooting at you. Who's shooting us exactly? Hmm? The scarecrow dude guy. He's shooting at you with lasers, and there's a little funnel where you have to come through where he's shooting at. I'm going to stick myself with a hemochem. Okay. And then I'm going to try... I'm just going to try and run and jump on top of the vault. Okay. What about you, uh, Victor? I'm going to wait. I got a plan. Okay. Does 12 hit your touch AC? No. Does 13 hit your touch AC? No. Does 21 hit your touch AC? Uh, yeah, that does. Okay. He's shooting at you. A bunch of shots miss, but one critical hit. And all sorts of fun stuff to do if you... Equipment to give them if you guys didn't send somebody to the armory. Oh, well. So you're taking 11 points of damage. You're, you're on top of it now. So let's let's go back to initiative and let's start at the top with uh, Landris. We'll say at this point they've turned the corner for you, uh, uh, Victor. 
Okay. Uh, standing on top, I'm just gonna start shooting arrows down at the people pushing it. Okay. It's Pico guy and Scarecrow guy. Scarecrow guy has a weapon, Pico guy has a briefcase. Pico guy's given the command, so I'm gonna shoot at him. Okay. 23, 20, 28. All of them hit. Does an 11 confirm? No. So a total of 58 damage. Yay, put him down. I, sh I shoot this briefcase out of his hand first, and, and then I kill him. And then the hat, which he so <laughs> lovingly stole and, and enjoyed, thought was super cool, falls to the ground, leaving just Scarecrow guy. Cove's turn. Remember, she still has a one-shot death right? You can command at any point. And now it is Scarecrow's dead. Victor, you're no longer being okay, shot. Okay, um, how far have they gone? They're about to be probably about 60 feet away since you waited. I want to, yeah, I want to be running behind them, getting my jetpack ready to engage if, you know, it gets to an open area to do that. Sure, so as a full round action, you're going to have to squeeze through and then maybe only make 30 feet. Okay, that's fine. You're still 30 feet away from where they are now. Victor, okay. Uh, Scarecrow guy, uh, he runs and turns the corner, and he's, he's run away from the, the vault. And then you hear shuffle, 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 and he comes back with a couple other guys. He comes back with a guy who has, again, a business suit on with a red tie, kind of like that, that guy you just saw with the Pico, except it's just a, a suit. He has a bowler hat on and a green apple that is suspended in front of his face. Um, and there's another guy that has like a dead mouse mask on. And then another guy who has, he's wearing a black shirt with a white plain old mask with a black baseball cap and white gloves. The figure of the person with the white mask uh, makes you think it's probably a girl. Question, Caleb. Um, yeah. We're knocking some of the apparel off these people. Are they anthros underneath? Because you're saying man. They're a variety, they're mixed. Okay, just let me know if any of them are rat folk. It's the only one, because I have favorite enemy, Ratfolk. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put the dead mouse guys, Ratfolk, because I think that's kind of clever. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually my thought process. I was like, can I get it anyway? All right, so I'm going to keep you guys' initiative, and I got to roll them in. Sure, you're going to keep my bad initiative. When I had a good initiative, you made it roll again. Would you guys like to re-roll initiative? Yes. Yes. Just give me a second to do there. Okay. 25. Okay, well, when I said give me a second, you heard nothing. I got 20 pounds. <laughs> this song loops ridiculously well. <laughs> okay, Landers, you get to go first. Um, since I have a second, because I'm going first, I, I want to make a perception check to make sure I'm not going to get surprised by any more large ordnance weapons. Yeah, you want to see what weapons they have? Uh, 25 to perception. Okay, awesome. So, Dead Mouse Dude is just covered in grenades. Oh, no. White Mask Guy has uh, just a handle, which is kind of odd. You're not sure what this handle is, but he's holding a handle. It's just like a sword <laughs> handle, but without anything on it. <laughs> okay. Scarecrow still has his laser rifle. The apple dude, he's dual-wielding zero pistols. That's badass. No, um, sonic pistols. Uh, cat instincts kick in, and also the fact he's covered in grenades. I'm going to attack the rat. Okay. 24, 17, 28. Two hit, so first and last. Total of 46 damage. Holy shnikes. Dead. <laughs> Apple dude. He points his two guns at you and fires fires. Critical misses. 18 versus touch AC. That hits. So six points of sonic damage. As you can feel your bones kind of shake and almost start to shatter. Victor, you're 30 feet away. Hey, jetpack over to up to um, where Landris is. Make yourself flat check. 13. Okay. You run into the wall and that's what stops you, but you do stay in the air. So you can now, you are uh, above Landris and above the vault, but you're the farthest away from everyone else. So you can see them all down there. Okay. Can I make a shot? Sure. Single attack. 
gonna shoot with my art pistol. Oh, the whole time they're fighting you, they're pulling the vault closer and closer to what you now realize is the vertipad. 26. Uh, that was a hit. I'm shooting at um Apple Guy, by the way. Okay. It is a nine. Okay. Yeah. Good try, buddy. We all appreciate you trying. Hey, I hit him. It's something. It's a, that's electric too. Scarecrow. Scarecrow's gonna shoot his laser rifle at you there, Landris. Mm-hmm. Ten hit your touch AC. No. What about a thirteen? No. Okay, he fires, fires, misses, misses. You killed dead mouse. He is a dead mouse. Dead rat. Koba. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but she's doing something. Do with the white mask. Did I say what, what did I say his, his weapon was? I forgot already. A handle. Oh yes. He presses a button and uncoils out from this is uh, a mono whip, which you saw. What's her face demonstrate earlier? And he 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 runs up. He you know what he is? He's the guy. It's like you know what? I definitely peg you for either a skateboarder or a free runner. That's what he is. And he he free runs. He bounces off the wall, off the vault, and up there and makes a slash at you with the mono whip. And he's not gonna roll a one. He did not roll a one. Twelve. <laughs> Me, I assume. Yes. Uh, Unless he's jumping all the way up to the jetpack. He is not. (laughs) 20 versus touch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seven points of slashing damage. This thing cuts through you like a hot knife through butter, literally. It's like there's no resistance. Cuts right through your armor. You see a nice big satin gash in it. And as he was, like, jumping up and stuff, you got to see behind him and the the shirt that he's wearing on the back of it, it says number one fan and has a picture of a comet. (laughs) You guys are now in the vertipad, and there's so you guys are on the roof. There is the vertebrate sitting there. Landris's turn. Um, well, I assume the rat guy was ahead of us, right? Like we were, yeah, we were heading toward him. I want to run up to his body, assuming it's near the track. I want to destroy the track by pulling all the grenades off him. Ooh, interesting. Uh, sure, but you're gonna provoke an attack opportunity from Mono Whip. That's fine. Twenty-two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that hits. Ten points. Ow. He slices your back. You kind of almost arch your back as you jump, as you feel it. Slice it. <laughs> feel it. Slice it. <laughs> and I'm going to pull it. The pins. <laughs> All right. You going to activate these grenades, huh? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, I've seen they're on his body, so, like, I'm just going to, like, push her, his body toward the track if it's not already there. Mm-hmm. But I just want him on the track. Like, I'm not trying to hurt any person specifically. Okay. I'm just trying to destroy the track so they can't keep pushing the ball. Sure. All right. So since you're in the Verta, the Verta pad. The only track that's left between the vault and the vertebrate is, is, is just a few feet, so that's probably going to damage the vertebrate, uh, but it'll definitely stop it from getting to the vertebrate. That's fine. We can repair that. All right. <laughs> Vic can repair it. <laughs> Apple guy, you're standing on a bunch of grenades. Sonic Pistol Dudes is going to f- do a targeting shot on your legs, and they're going to miss, so let's not even bother. Because <laughs> they rolled very, very low. He's going to try to slow you down. did not work. Master of Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Victor's turn. Okay, I am going to... How far? Are there still a ways, huh? Yeah, they're, they're, they're now like 40 feet away. Okay, I'm flying over to them. I'm going to do... It's 24 is my fly check. All right, cool. You, you successfully get as far as you want to be. Was it 60 feet fly speed? Mm-hmm. And do I there. guess I land on... I land on top of the... Um, Vault. The safe or whatever. Vault, yeah. And I'm going to um, fire with the zero rifle that I still have. Okay. Um, can I hit more than one just standing up there or just one? No, no one's in quite the right angle for you to hit more than one. Okay. Who are you trying to hit? Uh, I'll go for Apple Guy. Okay. 26. Hit. 10. 10 damage? Not dead. 
but it's cold damage, so. That's I mean, amazing. Whatever. <laughs> Is he wearing his North Face jacket? <laughs> Scarecrow's turn. Scarecrow runs and jumps on you and tries to grapple you which is um, um me yes landris <laughs> 28 oh yeah yeah he grabs Just, you oh actually that's really close but yeah he still gets me all right you're grappled <laughs> the grenades that i pulled were they concussive grenades or they high explosive grenades there was all sorts of different colors usually they're indicated by colors so <laughs> oh boy like yellow for electricity something. blue for freezing that sort of thing making it um dude in the white master who's I guess since you're now next to him, he's going to try to attack you, Victor, with a 12 to your touch AC. Uh, no. He tries to slice you, but you deftly dodge, daringly, with a daring do. Uh, back to the top of the turn, Landris, you have a move action for the grenades block. I mean, I'm going to try and break out as a standard action. Okay. Does a 21 beat his CMD? No, it does not. <laughs> it fails by one point. <laughs> okay. You, you you calling out for Koba's help? Yes. So that what what is that? A standard action? A foreign action? What is that? I mean that's a standard action. I still have a move action, but I'm kaboom, son! I, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna try to direct him toward the grenades if I can. Jeez Louise! Can't wait to see what your next character is gonna be. <laughs> oh boy! A successful reflex save has any damage dealt by a grenade. Boy, you're gonna need to make some some gosh darn successful reflex saves. I'm merciful to you and say he only has four grenades. I had pictured six, but you know what? I like you and I like your character, and I don't want to remove from the story quite yet, so let's give him a fighting chance. Make Whatever the most damaging grenade is, I'm going to use Cat's Luck for twi roll twice. I'm not going to let you do that. You just give me the order <laughs> that you'll be doing that in, and we'll see if it's just if luck is with you tonight. All right, I'll start off with Cat's Luck. Oh, and that's not 20. doesn't matter. You know okay, so give, 33. Give me five. Five. You said there was four! Oh, I've changed my mind. I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Uh, 33. Okay. 29. Okay. 21. Okay. And then, ooh, another natural 20. 33. Piss! I mean, you did, you did great. <laughs> yeah, you did. Thanks. Wait a second. Yes? At ninth level, the Hooded Champion gains the evasive deeds. I have evasion right now because I have panache points. On a successful save, I take no damage. Let me tell you how much damage you just saved yourself from. <laughs> I also have Uncanny Dodge and Improved Uncanny Dodge. I had forgotten about that. So one of the grenades was a bang grenade, which just would have deafened and maligned you, but since it, uh, it does nothing on a, fail, on a save, you've missed out on a total of 22d6 points of damage. So six, <laughs> you missed out on 62 points of damage, which was electricity... Piercing, I would have died. Fire, plasma, and what's the last one? And coal. Thanks, Hero Lab, for your database of things I have. Wow. That I would otherwise forget. Well, you would have taken half of that damage if you didn't have evasion. I probably would have still died. All right, the explosion goes off. You quickly put him down, and he just takes the brunt of all of that. But when you're like, when the, the kind of dust settles you look up he is just shattered into pieces but uh that does believe it or not kill the scarecrow <laughs> he did not but the track that much ac and the track is devastated there's no getting this vault to the vertebrate anymore however the vertebrate it done messed up son you see it starts crackling with electricity and you hear it starting to whir bad news however we are now at uh, lander still have move action after all that <laughs> I stand up and I'm like, never mind, Kova. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Uh, who's left? 
You've just got uh, Apple Dude, who's been hurt a little bit, and White Mask Dude. Who's up there with me, right? Yep. Now, when you say it's crackling, Vic knows whether or not it's going to explode, and Vic knows whether or not he can fix it. I have no clue. And it would take a move action to Kate, so maybe on his turn he can tell you. I'm just going to take a move action to move behind cover. Okay. Apple Guy. Apple Guy is going to shoot at the only guy who's not behind cover. You know what? I think both of you are behind cover, because he's high and you're behind cover, so I'm going to give... He's going to try to shoot at Landris. 24 to your touch. Yep. And a 23 to your touch. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's going to kill you. Well, let's see how badly he kills you. 12 points of sonic damage. Total? Yep. Um, I'm not looking great. I'm a little under half, actually. Great. Wish you could communicate that to your friend who you can't because there's loud music. All right, now it is <laughs> absolutely Victor's turn. All right, I want to know. Um, I want to do a knowledge engineer and see how bad that vertebrate is. All right. And that will be a 32. It's going to blow up. And it's going to blow up bad. It'd be best to not be in this room. It'd probably be best not to be in the room underneath this room. Probably, you're, okay. you're thinking, common sense says, you should probably put as many rooms between you and this room within the next, mm, I don't know, six seconds. <laughs> Twelve okay. seconds if you're lucky. And I had to do what to communicate? A whole, uh, Move action standard to communicate. Action. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell Laodris, we got to get out of here now. And I'm going to run. All right, so you're going to, you're going to provoke an attack opportunity if you do that. It's fine. I don't want to die. Okay, well, I'm going to... I don't know if this is... You could dodge a, a 10 to your touch AC. <laughs> oh! Oh, yes, I can. Oh, good job. Uh, this now makes Koba's turn. I bet you can assume what she's doing. Uh, White Mask Dude's going to... Jump and run after you, and he's going to do a critical miss. He trips. Sl he does that cartoon thing where he slides like three feet on his face as he falls. Uh, <laughs> back to Landris's turn. Landris, uh, it's crackling, making a lot of noise, and your friend just told you to run away. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm run actioning toward the like away direction. <laughs> sure, you're gonna pass by the whip dude if you do that. You could try an acrobatics check to roll through his square. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll spend, I'll spend a panache on this one. Uh, 28 to his CMD. You need to get a 32. Okay, five points of damage. So you run past him. Apple Dude, he's going to also run. Victor. Well, I'm going to continue to run. Okay, you're doing that thing where, like, action movies where you're jumping over baskets of fruit and a fruit stand and a shop owner's like, oh, that's my fruit and all that stuff, and you're dodging doors and stuff, and you're just trying to get as many stuff in between you and... Death blossom as possible. Uh, when we get a roof vendor, uh, <laughs> you know he said he upgraded the place. <laughs> he must not have been listening when he said he added the fruit vendor. Koba, you can assume what she's doing. White dude is gonna run, and uh, explosion time. An explosion shakes the building, but you're all far enough away that you don't take the damage. Lanner's turn as you stop and turn around. And see some devastation. You still have Apple Dude with two guns and what guy with a laser. Uh, it's to give you the order how people are from you. It's Lanaris, Whip, Laser. And we're still on the roofish area. The top four. You've been, the, you've been on the top four the whole time. Okay. okay. I'm gonna attack a uh, Apple guy. Okay. Twenty six. Hit. Fourteen. Thirty one. A total of 62 damage. You darn done did kill him. 
Try to freeze my legs, son of a bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Victor. I'm going to attack the other guy. Yeah, he, he, he drops his whip and goes, I surrender. Or, I'm sorry, she says I surrender. She takes off her mask, she rips it and throws it on the ground, and some girl with the shoulder-length blonde hair. All right, well, I go to... Uh, she lo- uh, You know whip. what? No, let's be more fun. She's a gripply. <laughs> okay. With shoulder-length blonde hair. With shoulder-length blonde <laughs> yes, hair. Oh. She still has the shoulder-length blonde hair. She's <laughs> got, like, a bad wig on. Um. Yes, that's exactly it. She has a wig. We've You've made my characters for me. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to uh, take the whip. Grab it um, and uh, call over to, to Landris so we can get this girl. Uh, as you bend over to check. pick the, as grab the whip, she pulls out a knife and stabs you in the back, <laughs> and she critically fails. She pulls out a knife and drops it, and it lands on your back and slides off. And you just kind of look at the knife and look at her. I, and she, I her? she's reaching into her shirt for her her, uh, her shirt for something. You don't know what. I would have hit her with a hammer. Do it. <laughs> now I'm ticked off. Uh. And that's a 20. Hit. 26. Making it now. Koba's uh, turn. And uh, she's going to death laser this dude. She never used it. A lot. You see like a beam of energy comes from her, which is invisible. Uh, you see just randomless beam of energy comes from nowhere. And then you see very quickly a lot of black dots just very quickly go. And then you see the, the girl, the Gripply, starts dissolving into pieces. You see her flesh starts melting, and then her bones, as she reaches out for you, she dissolves into just a pile of, of gray goo. I throw up. Okay, it is now gray and yellow goo. That's right. After a little bit, the music cuts off on your uh, communicators, and you hear that same feedback again, and you hear... Well, you are more cunning than I expected. Perhaps you are a worthy adversary. Though, I promise you, you will regret what you've done here today. End of initiative. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Pathfinder Academy is where Caleb and I teach you concepts that help you be both a better player and GM. Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did on Storytelling Tips. That was a great one. We even had Andrew from Tales from the Lich come on for that one. It was an awesome time. You can listen to Pathfinder Academy on this very feed. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice, and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? Oh, I go up to him and I shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Did you really fall for that? <laughs> fall for fall for what? They were throwing themselves on grenades. I don't. I, she, it's a, it was a girl, and uh, I don't know. He's not on, racist. A frog girl. He's gonna be just as merciful as if it was a catfolk girl. <laughs> Let, let's see how everyone else fared. I want that model whip. Uh, it's yours. Uh, all right, so we're gonna go first. Um, I want to go to the generator room. Okay. Wait, wait, don't don't we need to check on that vault? I, I mean, there was a big ex- explosion. Um, well, the track in front of us was exploded. Can we push the vault back inside? Uh, not well. You gonna go check it out? 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Verber explosion uh, destroyed a lot of the track for feet and feet and feet into room into room. And uh, the vault is cracked open again. You see there's the canister. Huh. Deja vu. <sighs> you want to get it or me? <laughs> I guess I'll do it again. Um, I'm going to crawl in. Okay. You grab it and the canister's cracked. <laughs> I put it down and run. Okay. Like, it's cracked. It's cracked. It's cracked. All right. Let's get out of here. I mean. Oh, we, we can't just leave it. Oh, I'm going to bird grab it. Okay. Glad you remembered that you have bird after the combat. <laughs> just like every other. I, w- very- I wouldn't want you to change. You, you know, you don't change. I like that. I like your consistency. You've consistently forgotten bird. <laughs> bird doesn't do much in combat, honestly. Uh, bird goes and grabs it. I, I, I'm going to keep Bird a good distance away from us. Okay. All right, as you're going back, you're coming across a lot of dead bodies and a lot of the equipment that you've previously seen. Rocket launcher, laser guns, that guy's briefcase, and oh, the hat. Can't forget the hat. Uh, all the equipment that I've talked about, uh, including costumes, is all available to you. <laughs> Can I fire the chainsaw from my bow? <laughs> um, maybe. Oh, I could, I could put the chainsaw on my bionic arm. And be like Ash from Dead uh, from the Evil Dead. Ash, yes. Groovy, groovy. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. Um, As we're walking around, I'm gonna use the a, a trauma pack. The last charge of my trauma pack on myself. Okay. Koba uh, decloaks near you and says, "Well, I was gonna let you know that I disabled the um, vertebird, but I see you two also disabled the vertebird." Yep. Well, I mean. That, that wasn't the initial plan. And she she pulls out the death ray gun. She throws the magazine on the ground. That thing was uh, disgusting. Ah, it's just a bunch of nano machines. You know, like the ones you got in your head, Lanerus. Yeah, but that was really close to me when you did that. I mean, I was right there by her. Yeah, I noticed. I don't okay. know if you noticed, but she was trying to kill you. Yeah, I don't think well, you noticed because you put your back to her at one point. The the knife just slid right off my back. I mean, it didn't. <laughs> Didn't even shave or anything. It was it was fine. Vic Vic sees the best in people. What do you think this was? Sorry. And she leans over, picks up the briefcase off the peacoat guy. Oh yeah, I have no idea. Um, I wouldn't open it. It's probably I don't know snakes or bees or something. The bees. Either those things. I don't know either of those things are. I know what bees are now. <laughs> All right. I say keep it closed for now. All right. She carries it. Uh, are you guys gonna go check on first? I want to go to the generator. All right, you go yep. to the generator, which you sent Kentaro to, and uh, as you get near it, you're, uh, a couple shots get fired at you, and then he goes, I, is that you, Landris? Yes. Jeez, don't come up on a guy like that, and he, and he walks out of the room. And you see there's a pile of maybe four or five guys that were headed to the generator room. They're all dead before they got there. Hey, good job. Uh, looks like we're in the clear now. We're just sweeping in the place. What was that explosion? I thought I was the guy guarding the thing that was going to explode. Um, uh, that, um, the vertebrate. The vert. You blew up the vertebrate? Not on purpose. <sighs> Why do you assume I did it and not the psycho? Was I wrong? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, I didn't accuse you, Victor. I know you have some gosh darn common sense. Yeah. It was... If it makes you feel better, if it wasn't you, I was going to accuse Koba next. Hey! <laughs> oh, never mind. That's fair. All right, let's go check on everyone else, huh? Everything yeah, go good, go, I assume. Uh, and why is that out? And he points to Bird. It, um, because of the big explosion. Broke. Well, at least we still have it. Let's go check on Tar. Yeah, but everybody's probably gonna get nightmares right now. 
Good tar. It's a similar scene, but there's uh, dead people all are inside the the armory. It seems that they got inside, and tar is covered in blood. Uh, it takes you not too long to figure out it's not his blood though. At least most of it. <laughs> I just poke my head and I'm like, "All right, carry on." <laughs> he looks at you and nods. <laughs> he goes, "It's my stuff. It's not their stuff. It's my stuff." You have all their stuff now too. Yeah. Now, now it's all my, now double my stuff. You guys check on Baron. He didn't break him out, did he? Guess we'll see. You don't know. He steps over like three dead bodies to come with you. Um, are we going to pass by the control room where Tally and Marcus were? Yep. Well, Tally was. Marcus went to the prison. Right. Yes. Is Tally still in there? Yep. She lo- was she Tally? able to get uh, everything back online? Like, are the screens back She looks at you and stuff? throws her hands up. Everything's fried. Let's go sweep the med bay and then head down to the prison. All right. As you're walking, she's pontificating. I get they installed the security system, so I bet they knew exactly how to get into it. I'm surprised our gosh darn chrismal still worked. Can we? Now you were what? Now you know why I was so worried about all this. You were right. Apparently, there's a lot of things we shouldn't have been listening to Marcus about. As you go by, you're passing a lot of dead civilians, the dudes that were just there to do a job, all dead. Is this place fried, or can we fix this? The security system is fried, but I don't know. We can fix whatever that explosion was. Probably will take some time, but we can come back from this. Hopefully. You come across a guy who was like half skinned. Does he look like does he look like a normal? Like one of the civilians? Well yeah, one of the civilians. What happened to him? I don't know. Someone who shoots somebody in the back probably doesn't have a problem skinning somebody. I'm I'm gonna examine him. Um I'm gonna take a ten to heal for fifteen. Was it done post humorous? Yes. Ugh. You're not wrong. Oh, man, I've never had an interaction with Kant before I've heard about him. You heard the news reports, but I never had to see them in action. What could they offer the Comets to come here? They don't take payments. What do they want? Real question is, who is this Alarak guy? You get to the med bay, and it's looted. Oh, they took our stuff. We didn't have anyone left that knows what this stuff does, I guess, so. But. Did you guys check on Marcus yet? No, we're heading that way. Let's go have a word with Marcus. This is hard for me, right? This is like, he's like my best friend. I know. You knew him before all this? Yeah, and I had no clue he was capable of doing something like he did. I knew him as a good guy. Conceited, yes. Maybe sometimes prideful. I never thought he would do something like that. You guys get to the prison. There's some dead people around the entrance, and you can smell burning and, and sulfur. As you go in, Samiti's not in the prison. Matter of fact, the doors are blown open, and there's fire. And you see like one of the dead guys is a bunch of... Uh, fire grenades on him but you see in the corner is um marcus who's backed up into the corner and there's a hellhound looking right at him kind of uh walking to him and you see uh Samiti, who's like holding his stomach and he's he's uh you can see a, sl- a blood sliding down the wall down to his back he obviously was against the wall and slid down and he's he's sitting down and he looks up at you and he kind of puts his hands up call off the hound he says something infernal, and then your your robot says, um, language, infernal, translation, hold. And the dog does that thing, like, you know, like, dogs stop walking halfway, and their paws still kind of up in the air? Almost like a pointer dog, still pointing at Marcus. Samiti says, um, I know you won't believe me, but I didn't break out. That, uh, late friend over there threw a grenade trying to kill us. I just took an opportunity presented to me. And right next to, um... Samiti is what was um, Marcus's gun. I'll be happy to call off the dog if you want, but uh, 
you know, you do have an opportunity here. No reason for you guys to get your hands wet with slick red. Blame it on me. I think we all have reasons to want our friend over there dead. I'm just the only person here who uh, doesn't have the scruples to be upset by doing it. No, we need answers. I'll call off the dog if you want, but you want something else. Just give the word. The dog is poised. Yeah, I'm sure you have no bias in that at all. Like I said, we all want him dead for our own reasons. I don't want him dead. Well, then you're as foolish as those other people I told you about. Remember? And he he uh he says something and waves his hand, and the dog, uh, another portal opens up in the ground, and the dog seems to be pulled by some sort of force. He claws his way trying to escape, but he's pulled down to the portal and disappears. Like I said, a lot of bad people are still alive because people too smart for their own good don't kill them when they get the chance. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Marcus walks over and says, thank you. And he leans over and he picks up his gun and points it at Baron. Let's, here, let's let's take him to the uh, infirmary. First, we need to find somewhere to put that. And I point back at Bird. Jeez Louise. Well, at least you guys got it. Here, let's, let's, get, let's get this guy behind bars first. Uh, well, but before we go, I'm, I'm going to look for Stallion. Oh, she's almost discarded on the ground with her brains on the wall and her head on the ground. I'm going to arrange her as dignified as I can. As he's doing that, a thought comes into my head. Where's Booker? I don't know, probably crying in his room. You want to go check on him? I don't... Yeah, yeah I want to go check on him. want to make sure he's okay. Go ahead. I doubt he wants to talk to me. I go check on Booker. All right. For you, Landwurst, you guys get to the med bay and they put... Um, they shackle Baron's hands and feet together behind him so he can't even stand up anymore. And he puts him in that, that um, oh, the word, isolation chamber. There was a better word for it that I can't remember at the moment. Containment room? Containment. Whatever. So he's, he's, he's yeah, he's stuck in there. It's the second best thing to a prison since your prison's broken. Uh, it takes you a while, Victor, to look through throughout the place till you find him uh, hiding in the the big room with the big doors that uh, that they all the people from Comet brought in the giant drill um, torch. Yeah. Hey, you you okay? Yeah, yeah, I just, when they came in, I hid. Yeah, that was good, good. They were good killing job. people, they were killing everybody. Yeah. People didn't do nothing. No. I gotta tell you, up front. What? What's wrong? They, they killed Stallion. What? Yeah. They, uh, man, they were, they were something else. They had no honor. She didn't even, even see it coming. I'm sorry funny you use that word i remember hearing her using that word she told she said that that baron didn't have any honor you gonna be okay yeah if you'll help me move I, yeah i go and put my shoulder uh you know arm under his shoulder and all that okay takes a little bit because you're you're helping him along but you go to uh the med bay or i guess where do you go i'm not gonna tell you where to go you're your own man do what no. you want son no i'll take him with me okay back to the to landris and them all right you're on the med bay Marcus runs his hands through his hair, slicks it back, and says, I'm proud of you all. We, we dealt the best we could do with this situation. Minimized casualties. Oh, man, was it like these guys weren't even caring about collateral damage. It was almost like they were, and you, you hear uh, Baron say, going for it. Is that, their, uh, is that the plan B there, Baron? He shrugs. Alarak? Well, he's, he's lying on the ground in a very undignified position. He just shrugs. He's lost almost all intimidating appearance at this point. <laughs> Do you know this guy? Alarak? 
Yeah. I don't know. Sounds important to me. Sounds like something I'd investigate, but who knows where Marcus is going to send you next. Wasn't what he asked. You know Alarak. He shrugs again. (sighs) Why doesn't anybody want to just give us answers? I mean... (sighs) What are we doing with the canister? (sighs) Why don't we keep it here and keep the med bay well guarded? We need to... It's cracked. We have to repair it. What? There's a crack in it. Yeah. Crying out loud. When will this end? Can we have any good news? Uh, you won't have to pay taxes on the vertebrate anymore. What? It exploded. Oh, that was expensive. You know how much money I had to spend on that? You could tell say, was it as much money as you had to spend hiring Gemini? Ooh, we got you, burn! So, you know, who's, who's gonna fix it? I, I had to offer, but I don't know much about metalwork. I can, uh, work on it, but I don't... I don't think I can fix that. There's also this, and Koba puts the briefcase on one of the counters. Mm. One of the one of the comets had that. I wouldn't trust it. We should probably open it somewhere secure. Or at least, you know, point it away from you before you open it. Alright. And she Koba takes out like a lockpicking kit. She starts going to work on it. Okay, alright, I can open it. She kinda of turns it around and goes, You guys sure about this? Not really. Not a, not sure about anything at this point. Sounds good. She flips open the two latches and opens it up and kind of puts her face away from it. Is opening it, like, pointing to a wall. Kind of opens an eye. Opens it eye. Kind of peeks around. Well, it's empty. She spins it around so you can all see it. And it's it's almost empty. There's a divot there. It's perfectly shaped to fit the canister. Oh, well. Does it have any like protective qualities or is it just a briefcase? Uh, Victor? Uh, 23. It sure does. It seems to be made of a similar metal in between the fab- the layers of fabric uh, holding this thing together. I think if we put that canister in there, it'll be, o- it'll be all right. Hey, good news. We found it. There it is. Great. Bird goes over, puts it in. Koba closes it. She goes, I have set a new code, and she tells everybody it. Who gets it? I have a vote. Not Marcus. <laughs> <sighs> I think Tally ought to get it. Wait, why, won't we, why wouldn't we burden that on Marcus to make a make up for the lying to us? What's he going to do with it? I don't trust that guy anymore. Matter of fact, I've got some pretty solid feelings and, uh, about what we should do with him. I think we need to let Tally make the decisions here. What? I think you need to make the decisions here. You're the one who's been in it the longest besides Marcus, and you, you have a good heart. I think uh, you need to be the ones making the decision. That's my vote, if it means anything. Here she would say, Tal's in charge, I'll stick around. Everyone's kind of She's nodding. been straight with us the whole time. What do you say, Landris? Uh, I don't disagree. Marcus, I've known you for a long time, but people died because of what you did. Innocent people just doing a job. <sighs> I'm not... I Marcus, what you did, you deserve to go... You deserve to be taken to the police, but I'm not going to do that to you. But we can't have you around here anymore. I think it's time for you to go. And Marcus goes, you're not kicking me out of my own organization. Half of this stuff here is mine. And she gestures, look around, Marcus. You look around to the looted room, the dead bodies everywhere, the half-blown up building. There's not much left here anyway. No, no, I've worked hard to, to get to Baron and to interrogate him and to find out what I can from this man. It's only been a day. I get more than a day to get answers from this man. Wait, wait, hey, hey, you, you all know how I feel, but I think that's taking it too far. I 
don't want to admit it, but Marcus is right. His plans did work. I want to make Baron's not in this room, right? Because if he's in this room, I'm gonna go have this conversation somewhere else. Uh, he is. He's yeah. He's you guys are in the thing, so you can move, you can leave though. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not talk around Baron, especially we were giving the code out. I was like, wait, sure. <laughs> and it, I'm gonna ask to change the code. <laughs> if okay. Baron was in the room when she told it. To sure, everyone. sure. <laughs> Marcus's plans did get us this far. I there's you know underhanded. And I disagree with his tactics, but I couldn't come up with anything better. So what do you what do you suggest? I don't know. He's our accountant or something. He's got all the contacts, too. I say, yeah, keep him around. But everything goes through Tally. Tally nods and says, Well, Marcus, if the people you hurt the most are willing to give you mercy, then that sounds fair to me. But you're just a member now. And Marcus shakes his head and says, this isn't a democracy. It's never been. You've never had an equal vote unless I said it. I'm not stepping down. Don't be petty about it, Marcus. Do you really want to help people? Help Anthros? How dare you question my resolve? If you really want to help, then you'll do it this way. Marcus, this is hard for all of us. Please. Fine. Fine. And he turns and he, he leaves the room. He's a bit of a grumpy Gus. Hear Shiva say, give him some time. If I have learned anything about uh, being angry, it's that sometimes I just need a little bit. I, I play at Shiva, and I'm like, where were you? Huh? I'm wondering where, just out of game, when we were signing people, she was not there. Right. Uh, I was stupidly left off because the GM didn't add her to the list of where to assign people. <laughs> okay, I wonder. <laughs> All right, I just want to double check. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was fighting other battles around the... I, I was asleep, okay? I was taking a nap. I was... Uh, we'll just say she was fighting around areas. Okay, okay. Uh, again, I'm touching on conspiracies with our, uh, Shiva. But better idea, Shiva was in the... She was defending uh, Tally in the <laughs> control room. Okay. Sorry, guys. That was dumb. I'm okay. zero for two with Shiva. <laughs> At least this time it's not embarrassing. <laughs> we need a... To get our defense back up and running, because we are vulnerable. What are we going to do, hire engineers who half of them are going to be members of Common again? No, no, we need to do something, though. We are very vulnerable right now. Yeah, there's a hole in the roof. Right, i got to go through Marx's stuff. I'll see what I can do. And we got to clean this place up. There's dead bodies everywhere. Yeah, what are we going to do about that? We need to get them out of here quick. It's going to start stinking and diseases and... Maybe I can arrange something with one of our friends at the docks. Get him dumped with the rest of the dead bodies. Can we do something? For Stallion? Special for for Stallion, yeah. I don't want to throw her out there with the rest of these scum. Not everyone you know? dead scum. Some are just, we're working. I, I know, but... Oh, Stein didn't even have a chance. You see Booker goes, can't believe she's gone. I, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to happen like this. None of us did. I feel like hurt's different than other hurt. I'm not. I'm not angry. It's just this yeah. big, empty space, and and all I can think about is if I knew this was coming, I would have done things differently. You don't get used to it. You just gotta deal with it. Worst part of it is, this Tally speaking. We don't know when they're gonna hit again. Commodore's so good at just being where everybody is. We should probably keep tabs on a. 
the ledgers at every party store in the city. Probably give us a big clue. You know, sales on uh, bunny suits and hmm. clown masks. Why do they wear that stuff? Hear Tar speak up. One of them was, he hesitated. Allowed me to kill him before he could have killed me, and he could have hurt me bad. He had the jump on me. When he saw me, he said something like, I had the look. I looked like somebody. Uh, you look like the comet, I think they were talking about. By that, just a big ball of destruction hurling to the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hesitated. You to a t- I didn't have time to ask him more questions. I just kind of tried to put him down before he put me down. Yeah, <clears throat> one hesitated on me, too. <clears throat> what? No, she stabbed you. <laughs> she didn't stab me. It didn't. The knife didn't get me. Didn't break skin. <laughs> she. I, I promise she did not hesitate. <laughs> It's a good thing they got. And these guys had a kids. lot of motivation, like to the death. That's how they've always been. Oh, that's right. You, you had experience with the net. Oh, that was your. I'm remembering now. Sorry. Who says that? Uh, Tally. Sorry. Well, let's let's clean up. Um, let's get bring Stallion here, and I'll try to see if we can't make some plans. Try to get advice all in one place. Over the next uh, couple days, you guys are going to be trying to clean this place up. Do what you can to put like temporary shelter up to cover up the holes and stuff uh through this thing you come across the foreman's body the guy who had a name (laughs) okay no name guy and he has weapons and stuff on him he he appears to have been a part of comet and it becomes even more clear when you see like embroidered onto his his clothes the name charles omery titus C Why that little for Charles O M E for Omari T and Titus Comet. <laughs> it spells out it. Comet if you what kind of weapons they got letters <laughs> the name. But keep clever the same order of the name. The three names together when combined. Caleb Caleb it, minimal it doesn't it doesn't get as clever if you keep explaining it. When you put together, what about right, backwards? Uh, what does it spell? In? As you're like cleaning up, somebody says something to the point of they always like to try to foreshadow in some way. Yeah, they thought it was weird when he told us his middle name. I thought I was just being friendly. My middle name's Henry. Wait, so wait, I want your full name right now. <laughs> Victor Henry Irons. They were planning this before we even got Baron. Unless you can get hired by Comet and brainwashed in what three days? When did we hire them? been a while we've been doing improvements for a while so they they were planning this from a long time ago tired of how many people i feel like we should just throw this gosh darn thing in the ocean and be done with it what's gonna be sent to us next a gosh darn cdm we could we could throw it in the ocean we could put it in all these bodies like in the in the midst of these bodies and just dump it in the ocean we could destroy it i'm sure they could fish it out of the ocean <sighs> yeah but we don't know if we if we shoot this thing or something it might really blow up you know we're not really sure of its capability is there a lava anywhere (laughs) or a volcano (laughs) cast it into the pit next couple days you guys can heal and stuff as you guys are are, um, cleaning this up tally gets something arranged to get rid of the bodies and she's trying to uh she's decided that everyone here is going to try to do the work to try to fix things up it's not going to be perfect as it was before um but at least you'll be secure in knowing that there's no more people working for comet is there anything you guys want to do or talk about during that time? I have a game question. Sure. Uh, with Stallion gone, uh, is our med bay everything still the same? 
So, no, you're going to lose access to pharmaceuticals at cost. However, you can continue to upgrade it because the auto dock is automatic and you guys or other people will be able to, we'll say Koba probably take over producing stuff. And if you do um, another, if you do do one thing in the um, <laughs> the med bay, uh, pharmaceuticals will be re-unlocked. You can use the machine to produce pharmaceuticals. However... You armory, you are going to now go one step into the armory. With all the equipment and stuff that you have uh, gained in, you now can uh, – he's been able to use it and uh, produce gear and stuff. So you've moved up to the second to last step in armory. One more and you'll get that awesome stuff. Right. So we, we have gear at cost. Gear at cost. Interesting. I would like to do that right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to flavor this item. There's an item called a plume of panache. Okay. What this normally is is a feather, and once a day can give you one uh, panache point. The stipulation okay. being you have to wear the feather in a head, like a hat of some kind. Um, how on earth would we flavor this for cyberpunk? Uh, you wear a crystal in your hat. <laughs> However you want to. I can think of a way, but if you want to come away yourself, that's fine. Think, but can it be a, a crystal feather? Oh, you don't want to wear a hat? Like if if he wears any head thing, it's usually his hood. Okay, because I had the great I I, I picture like a, a feather, but like a cybernetic kind of like has lights going through it and stuff through each individual strand comes like a rainbow constantly cycling through colors. You put that stitched it into your side of your head, but it uh, it uh, flushes your system with enough uh, crystal energy to be able to fuel that. Oh, okay, I like that. Um, but could I put on my hood and then like just pop my hood up? Sure, maybe it's like a tattoo. Oh yeah, it could be like a cyber tattoo for my hat, my hood. Uh, uh, but it is a tramp stamp, so... What? what? <laughs> is my hood on my lower back? <laughs> what did I miss? Um, but okay, so if flavored that way, is that something I can buy at cost? Yes. AKA for half, right? Correct. Oh, you're back up to maximum number of power. Koba's gonna have to use power if you upgrade anything. Right. Okay, um... Sorry. That didn't take long. I apologize. Um, headband of Charisma plus two. That's something I can buy at cost, right? Yep. Actually, you know what? You're not, because I'm going to drop down the power consumption of your security system since it's just got destroyed. Yeah, Are that you... tends to make things weaker, being destroyed. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you at 100. Uh, Bracers of Archery Lesser. They give you a plus one to confidence bonus on attack rolls with bows. Okay. I'll uh, I'll write down all the stuff you loot from the guys in between sessions. Okay, cool. So and you guys have been keep uh you've been keeping track, Victor, of the charges you've been using, right? Yes. Like how each uh, round uses a charge of your force field that I'm sure yep, you kept yep. track of in mm-hmm. your jetpack. Oh, we mm-hmm. forgot to, you know what? We forgot to roll for a glitch for your jetpack, and I'm sure you also did that whole thing fatigued because of your nightmare, right? Yes, yes, I had fatigue. All right, good. Oh wow, amazing. Okay, uh, is there anything else you guys like to do or talk about? Before we get to the next moment of story. Hmm, so we're just cleaning bodies up and such through the day. Um, yeah, we'll say it takes two or three days. Yeah, through the days, excuse me. The whole time Marcus is now, like, not talking to anybody. He's, like, pouting. <laughs> you know um, what? He spends a lot of time in the med bay with uh, good old-fashioned... Um, what are you guys doing with Baron? I mean, I'd like to continue interrogating him daily. Okay, is there anything you want to act out? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't, sure. to, I don't have to put anything by Marcus anymore, so. And I'm going in there with him this time. Okay. Yeah, Tally's going to continue what Marcus had thought of having at least two people on him at all times. She thinks it's still a good idea to keep 
Matter of fact, you know, with her command style, she probably asks everybody first. You guys feel good about continuing this two-man team? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just don't like the idea of him being alone, especially now that he's not in a specifically prison-built cell. No, I agree entirely. By the way, I remembered something that that professor told us. Mm-hmm. This guy's a wizard. We know that because of his book, right? Yeah, unless he's other things on top of that, but yeah. Unless he's multiclassing. <laughs> um, that means every time he uses a spell now, he's running out of spells he can use, right? Until he looks at his book again. Yeah, but he's only summoned one dog since... Yeah, but day. how many spells did he cast and fizzle out when we first captured him? Does that count? I, I don't know. But the point is, I don't think he... I think he's running out. Hey, you can only hope. should probably destroy his book, actually. We could talk about that. I was thinking about getting that guy to look at it first. Like, didn't Marcus send that in to do? Yeah, well, i am now picked that up, so hopefully he'll... I've been trying to get in contact with him. Uh, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, we should... I'll rush that and have him come soon. So how do you feel about keeping around until he comes back? Sounds fine. All right, let me know if you learn anything. This was weird, being a leader. You're welcome. Over the couple days, everyone's been kind of encouraging Tally. Uh, I'd say probably especially Kentaro and Shiva. And everybody's kind of having a somber tone the past couple days, dealing with so many dead bodies, especially one being a friend. Yeah. So we walk into where Baron's being held, and I just tape a piece of paper i can't tell you how gross he is now covered in blood from the battle he's now covered in waste because no one's given him anything to to use to evacuate and he's been so shackled as to not be able to do anything he's just the opposite of intimidating at this point (laughs) it's very dehumanized actually Uh, it smells in here i walk in i just tape a piece of paper to the wall in his view it's blank he looks so at the you know at the end of this little session we're gonna write down all the important useful things you say on that piece of paper and if we don't get to add anything to the paper today you're gonna lose another finger and we're gonna try and keep it even because apparently one wasn't enough you can still do your thing and i'm gonna cut off some toes just for fun you ever uh hear the trick how to resist pain if you have a, a broken finger let's say you break an arm and you find out how quickly you don't think about that broken finger he kind of gestures with his face behind you, and you see the x-rays of his lungs. Do what you will. But go ahead. Ask your questions. Well, first things first, um, I'm going to try and find, like, a hose or a bucket. I don't want to deal with him smelling terrible. Okay. Or maybe we can just drag him to the showers. Like, I assume he's just in a chair, like, tied yeah. to it. Sure. Uh, Vic, do you want to just care- help me carry him to, like, the shower and just run him under the faucet for a bit? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It stinks in here. All right, awesome. We do that. All right. I'm going to say his underclothes is just like a boxers and like a wife beater. Sure. All right, you clean him off. We're going to cut a hole in his chair, and I'm going to make a knot in the Oh, <laughs> let's not. Okay. And we'll let him air dry afterwards. Okay. So, Thank you. you know, it's up to you what... If anything, we put on that paper. Well, first off, let me give you my sincerest condolences. Shame. They, uh, they didn't do her well. She's the only one that showed you any kindness, and it's true. now she's dead. It's true. Wish I could have done something to prevent it. Afraid I was a little tied up when it happened. <laughs> I'm sure you would have been quick to be door rescue. Knight in shining armor, huh? Well, go on, interrogate me, and cut me, and do what you will. You said something interesting the other day. 
You said we were chosen? What were we chosen for? What I meant was a commentary on your race. How you people are so self-absorbed that you think that you're only ever chosen by fate yourselves. You go through a portal to a brand new world that never occurs to you that maybe somebody else also goes through. That's what I meant. Chosen by fate if you believe in such a thing. Or luck. Which one are you? He kind of squints his eyes. Probably more of a luck guy, right? Wait, who, who believes that nothing else comes through? We just never heard of anything else ever coming through. Just saying you people never think about it. You were so surprised when you found out I'm from the home world. Yeah, because that's unprecedented, as far as we know. Are you saying it's precedented? I'm saying it shouldn't surprise you. You're thinking about this far too much, Lanris. So you're saying, you know, I shouldn't be so close-minded and it shouldn't surprise me, but then when I try to find out more about it, you're going to make fun of me for that? I'm too concerned about it. I'm trying to open my mind, Baron. And I was just trying to insult your people. Not doing a very good job. Sorry, I'll try to improve next time. Being tortured sometimes knocks you off the top of your game. You ever been tortured, Landris? Don't believe so. Not in such a literal sense. Wouldn't know. The way you've been torturing me, you seem to have a natural talent for it. Aren't you guys supposed to be the good guys? We haven't tortured you in a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Victor. Appreciate you breaking the tension. Nice of you. I mean, you, you're acting like it's constant. I mean, I shot you in the kneecap, he cut off your finger, but it's it's been a while. So, I mean, I healed you up, you know, helped. Anyway. So what, do you, do, you, do you hate elves? Is that it? You said you want to insult our people, what? Got some kind of beef with the whole race? No, I think your people are fine. In the homeworld, you guys did a fine job. What about here? I'm here, you guys have done okay for yourselves. What What do you want to learn from me? Victor, Lanris, you're here to quiz me about my opinions on your race. Like I said, it's up to you what, if anything, we put on there. But you know what we want to know. All right, I got something to add to your list there. It's a few letters. You ready? B-O-O-K-E-R. What about him? He shrugs. <sighs> you and your shrugs. I'm going to teach you something that maybe will help you when you... Go to tor- torture other people in the future. The agreement not to torture somebody is not always the best motivator. Because at any point, even after I give you the information, I've got no guarantees you keep your word. So people will tend to give you a little bit. Feel you out, see how honest you are. Hey, when have I been dishonest? Oh, I'm sure I don't know. Well, let me ask your sister. We both. Go ahead. Just wonder how she would answer that question. I mean, she probably bring up a few times in high school where I was a jerk, but... So you guys are being surprisingly merciful to Marcus. After me, you torture me, put me in here for trying to kill one of your friends. He killed a whole swath of your friends, and you argue for him to stay. It's quite touching. He's more useful to us here. Ever detached, Victor? Seeing men as useful tools, items? All I am is a pile of fingers and toes no but i mean at least he's telling us stuff at least he's coming clean you're you're telling us nothing you're shrugging after you find out about it and have undeniable evidence whatever do what you want with marcus we will and he's been spending a lot of time with you guys buddying up yet hardly i'm just happy tally doesn't give him the key to the room Save me a couple more bruises. I look back at the sheet. 
still blank. I don't think Booker was the... What were you looking for? Maybe you should just spend a little more time looking closer at Booker. You want to help? There's a piece of information. Call a token. I told you to look closer at Marcus, and look what happened. Maybe I can go two for two. What could Booker possibly know? Probably a question better posed to Booker. Well, I'm asking you. And I shrug. <sighs> you have nothing but pain to give me. It's the only motivation you give me. Lack thereof of pain. You'll be surprised at my endurance. You think that you're the worst I've been through. I've lost so much before. You are but a drop in the bucket. So cut off my fingers. Take away my magic. Pull this off of my face. Kill me. Keep me alive. Swimming in my own feces for a month. Do that and maybe you'll come close to half a percentage of what I've been through. Of what my life has been like. It's not about what we got to take. It's about what you stand to gain. Which, you know, sitting in here, I don't think you're getting much out of it, are you? <laughs> like you'll ever let me go, no matter what I say. I am no fool. You could tell us which, what you're going to do with if you got that thing. I told you, bring it to those who hired me, to whom I call master. And who are they? We've been down this before, you know, you're being awfully vague. That's kind of obvious. We could have figured that one out. You're being awful ill-attentive. What, the stars? You're gonna bring it to the stars? I'm attentive to the reasons I have for not answering you, despite the manner of question that you present. I mean, I'll phrase it differently if you want. Is it a, you know, linguistics thing? <laughs> you have nothing, Lanris. Nothing. Nothing but a knife. So all that's telling me is that you actually, do you think you not have anything useful to say? You clearly know a lot. I think you're underestimating yourself. I think there's only one person in this room, or maybe two, doing any sort of underestimating. I think that if Victor wasn't standing next to you, I would already be missing a finger. But Victor has enough of a conscience to know that he has to talk to his wife at some point. I leave the room. And here we go. Your, uh, your, your logic's flawed, you know. Enlighten me. If you don't tell us anything, you're guaranteed pain. But if you do tell us stuff, there is still the chance there might not be pain, so you actually only succeed through telling us things. Well, why don't you see about the one thing I told you, then come back for more. What's Booker gonna tell me about? The latest fashion trends? Oh, hopefully not. Have you seen how that guy dresses? Nah, I re you remember, right, Green? Oh. Come on, you had the Gemini on Marcus. What do you got on Booker? Time to go and do a little bit of investigating yourself. Something interesting comes to mind. I'm first. Now, kind of gestures around. Comet comes. I don't care about casualties. They want casualties. What's next, you have to ask yourself. You don't care about casualties? I've got time. As much torture as you do, as long as you don't kill me, I got time. It seems to me every day that goes by, this place looks a little bit worse. What do you mean you don't care about casualties? Kind of looks up at you and goes, you're not familiar with my work. I'm very familiar. The last two years of your work. 
the trail of bodies you've left behind. How long ago, how much of that was after the canister? And why are you so surprised at the statement that I don't care about casualties? I don't think you're any different than the comets. You really want to differentiate yourself from them? Gotta feel superior somehow, don't you? There is a slight difference. I kill where I need to. They kill where they want to. Oh, you needed to kill everyone in that bar? You needed to kill everyone in that tram? I, I can go get the rap list. We got it on file. You gonna tell me you had to kill every single one of those people? I didn't go to the bar to have a good amount of time murdering people. I was going after you and the canister. I didn't torch that tram to kill just friendly people because it makes me smile. I did it to come after you. I didn't kill or almost kill Booker because I thought it would be a good thing to add to my list of accomplishments. It's because I was going after you, Comet kills where they want to. Comet kills because it makes their eyes twinkle. The question you have to ask yourself is, what's next? What's worse than a bunch of people that get joy after skinning their victims? People who get joy out of watching Jane and Joe go about their daily lives just to figure out when they could strike them to hurt them the most. People who ain't done nothing to hurt nobody. It's people like that that hurt me the most. People like that that took. And he kind of stops himself. He catches himself. People like that are the people you need to worry about. And if they failed, who's next? Like I said, Lanris, I got time. You're running out. You might want to start considering a change of tactics. Take me back to myself. I've got nothing more to say to you. I look at the sheet and I look back at him. He just kind of stares forward. I walk behind him. Okay, he does the same thing he did last time. He white knuckles. <laughs> I tap his hand. I like flick his hand. I'm like, come on, Baron, spread him out. You guys call me the monster. Hey, look, if you, if you open your hand this time, I'll use real medical equipment instead of the lighter. He shakes his head. Which finger you take off? <laughs> but I just point the rod of wonder at him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> just like, let's see what happens. <laughs> he looks at you and raises an eyebrow. I, I probably, I'm just double checking the effects because it's probably going like, to No, you don't know what they do. You're not allowed to look. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> I take out the rod. I just kind of look at it for a bit. And I'm not behind him anymore. Okay. He kind of raises an eyebrow. I still feel nine digits. I was just thinking, I never figured out what this thing does. He kind of tilts his head like, wait, wait, what's that? What? No, <laughs> <laughs> activated. Let's think about I, this for a second. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to point at him and activate it. All right, roll D D100, please. It's probably really stupid. Uh, 53. Thank goodness. If you roll the 90 or 100, it's flesh to stone. It would ruin the rest of the story. Uh, I'm sure the DC is easily 53. Uh, the target is affected by a large person. Really? 42 DC 13 negates. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> he makes it. Okay. Okay. Uh, a charge goes away from that. What did I say? I had 10 charges? Yeah, yeah, I got nine now. It fizzles, points at him, and it kind of goes around him, and it kind of, like, electricity almost, like, falls onto the ground off of him. And it kind of looks around himself and goes, is that it? I don't know. I guess we'll find out next time. I walk out. 
or take him back to his whatever. Yeah, and he escapes because you left him in the showers, <laughs> which have the secret escape tunnels of victory. All right, back up. <laughs> he pulls an it and goes through the drain. Uh, I assume that you maybe clean up his room a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd hose it down or bucket oh, it. I... Can I just add something sure. in there? When I left, I was going to find the nearest person and tell them to stay by the door just in case something happened. Gotcha. All right, cool. And then and then, and then I was going to go look for Booker. All right. Is what I'm Tar doing. is going to be the person you found. Uh, right, you okay. found Booker. You see, he's he's in the, he's actually in the music room, and he's starting to get better at the piano again. But occasionally, he like messes up and he gets frustrated. Uh, uh, sounding better, huh? Oh, hey, thanks. Got a thing in a couple days. How you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. Hey, what are you doing in a couple days? What do you mean? Well, I, my friends are throwing me this this welcome back party. I, I'd like to invite you guys. I'm gonna perform. I've been I've been practicing. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be there. Great, you doing you doing okay? And I mean, we're all friends with Stallion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um I'm okay. I mean, are you okay? <sighs> this might sound bad, but it's almost like I've been hit with so much. It just kind of feels the same. Yeah. And yeah. nowhere that long anyway, right? No, but. You seem to have taken a shine to her, you know. I mean, I knew some of the people on that tram better than I knew her. Hey, at least we killed the guy that killed her, right? What, yeah, what, we did. What are we doing with Baron? We're trying to get some answers out of him, but it's not working. I don't know if it'll ever work. What are you guys trying? Why? Asking him questions. Well, Maybe other stuff. I don't know what's going on. What's up? I just want to... You're my friend, and I just want to make sure you're all right. Oh, thanks. You've been through a lot lately, or a whole lot. I had a lot of time in the hospital to think about stuff. Not, not as long as you might think. I mean, you got out of there pretty quick. I was in the hospital a lot longer. Yeah, well, you, you didn't have Red. She she took care of me. You're right. I mean, I had Sarah, and she took care of me, but we just didn't have the, the money. Anyway... Hey, we any we any closer to going back to normal life? What do you mean? We came here because of Baron, and now we have him. What are we doing? I don't know. You know what I want to do? What? Just leave it and go find Sarah and get out of here. Just leave. But why don't you? <sighs> because that's not what she would want me to do. Dad and the police are taking out our house, right? I don't care about that. It's, she would... Look, Baron's been talking about what Sarah might think of me. But I think she'd be more disappointed if I just ran away. What does he know about what Sarah's going to think of you? I think you know better than he does. I know, and that's what I'm saying. If I just ran away and forgot it all, she'd be more disappointed. Mm. She likes to fight. Stand up for something, you know? I'm sure she's she would be very proud if she knew everything you've been doing. I, I appreciate that. What do you have to be ashamed about? I'm okay. I, <laughs> I came in here to check on you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. If you, if you need me, you know I'm here, right? Thanks. Well, there is one thing. 
What's that? I can't explain why. But I'm okay with with what you're doing with Baron. At least interrogating, trying to find out, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a bad person, but I just don't know. Why is Marcus still walking around? Why isn't he behind bars? We were scared of Baron because... At least part of me thought he was responsible for what happened to us. But it was Marcus. He hired the men that killed those guys on that tram. Many of which... There are more co-workers to me. I know I wasn't as long as you guys, but... And he's walking around. He's just a free man. He's just, just one of the guys. I don't get it. He hasn't been one of the guys. But you're right. I put... I suggested that Tally be in charge, and I stand by that. Does she have the case? Who has the case? She has the case. It's it's fine. Because a lot of people died for that. I don't want it to get stolen. Maybe more people died two days ago. Maybe we should give it to Tar. He's big. Have you seen his muscles? Y- yeah. Yeah, he he's big. Uh. I mean, or at least Tally's honest. Yeah, she is, and I think we're doing the right thing right now. What? Not just attacking Marcus or... I feel like he's a criminal who's gotten away with murder. He's not gotten away with it. He's going to answer for his crimes, but we we still need him. And we don't really, we haven't really got, we haven't really got his his side of the story. I mean, it's probably more complicated than we think, right? I guess. Most people are. You're a lot more complicated than than what I originally thought. I bet it wasn't very complicated to those guys that died. I think it seemed pretty <sighs> I know, simple. I know, I Whatever, what do I know? You guys keep saying I'm just a kid. I, I just said that you're a lot more complicated than I originally thought. You're... I don't think you're just a kid anymore. Thanks. And he kind of like looks away. <sighs> you're my friend, you know that? Thank you. <clears throat> He's getting a little choked up. It's very nice of you to say. Victor. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'll let you uh, get back to practicing. Sounded real good, though. Really is. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, I gotta go. Uh, check on Landris, because he might... Who knows uh, what he's going to do. All right. Anything else you guys want to do before you go to Booker's party? Hey, I didn't agree to go to Booker's party. <laughs> okay. Landris, would you like to go to Booker's party? <laughs> I do not RSVP, but I show up anyway. <laughs> uh, the best of people. You're, you're, you're just the day. best kind of person. Wait, who's, who's party? I'd be like, wait, what are you talking about? Who's, what? I assume Victor would tell me about it. Yep, I would. Wh- what party? Who? Where? Booker. Booker's there. He's got some friends throwing him a party. Where? Because he's doing so. I don't know where. Remember what happened last time we went out with him? I, I know, but I mean, we can run it by tally and make sure that it's cool, but. Who knows that he's out of the hospital? That was, that was like, you know, secret, right? That wasn't just something we were going out telling people. I don't know if we should go, actually. I told him we, we would, but. Did you... I mean, we're still wanting men aren't we yeah we are i mean i guess we could do a dis- get a, some disguises but did you did you find out anything 
He's not real happy. Wow, big surprise there. Everyone here is a bundle of joy. <laughs> he's, he wants to know why Marcus is still walking around. And I mean, what are we going to do? Kill him? I don't, I don't, I want answers. Exactly. If we burn that bridge, we won't get him. Besides, who's, who's going to make the plans? I don't Shiva on the guy. Who's going to make the plans? Is Booker going to make the plans? Booker's not making the plans. I'm, I know. I'm just saying that's what he's worried about. That's what he's the most concerned about right now. Well, I wouldn't be worried about what Booker's worried about. You know, maybe Booker's a great planner. You don't know. Oh, yeah. I, no, I know, I know firsthand how bad his planning is. Name one plan that he made that went wrong. <laughs> um, Taking us to the contract. Okay, well, all right. Maybe <laughs> he almost died. Mulligan. He gets, he gets, he gets one mulligan. <laughs> I just, I don't. I understand where he's coming from. We do need to deal with Marcus, but I don't want him to turn into Baron, you know? Stop, not tell us anything. And... Wait, Booker or Marcus? Well, both, actually. <laughs> Can't force people to open up. <sighs> no. So there's this party. What do you think? Well, if we want to find out more about Booker, that's one place to do it. Why? How do you think he wants us, us to talk to Booker? I don't... I don't know. Maybe it's a red herring. A what? <laughs> I assume it would exist only as a literary term. <laughs> but it's like that antiquated thing that like no sure. one really knows where it came from. Definitely. <laughs> it only exists as a literary term. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm just saying we, we, we don't have good analogies anymore. And, 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 and we just need, we need to update it. It's all, I've been saying it for a long time. Oh, boy. Idioms, oh, are, idioms are not perfect. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, I mean, he was right about Marcus. God, give him that. I guess we better go tell Tally. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. And and then try to get uh, some disguises or something. Dis- Wait, does, did, are you inviting me or is Booker inviting me? Booker invited both of us. Are you- I think... Are you sure? He said I want you he said I want you to come. Yeah, you. I mean what's going on between you two? I mean, I don't know. I mean you know he He's th- our friend. That thinks... are you sure he feels that way? Because he thinks I'm pretty sure he thinks I killed him at the moment. And I'm not he's I don't not really want to He's dead. He never died. Yeah, he he's fine with it. He'll be fine. You'll be there to support him. No, I don't <laughs> I look around. I'm like I don't really like hanging out with him. With Booker? Yeah. Is that not obvious? <gasps> what? <laughs> Landrinus! What? Uh, it's not that... Why not? It's not that I... I don't... I hate the guy. It's just... When, when I'm around him, I either say something and it makes him feel shitty, or, you know... I do something and he ends up hurt somehow, and it's just like, that's just how we collide. That's how our personalities are. I just don't, I don't want to do that to him. It's just how I am. Just don't talk. I'm, you know, just use small words. I'm really bad at that. Hi, Booker, (laughs) you're doing well, and that's it. Or just follow my lead. I'm good with people, most of the time. Are you coming or not? Well, let's find out where it is first. 
Meeting. Tally. <laughs> Booker. Okay. I guess we gather all of them together. Okay. Ty's like, what's this about? Uh, Booker, you're having a party, right? Yeah. I invited everybody. Yeah, all of us here, right? Yeah, everybody. Uh, is it okay if we go? Tally. Tally kind of deprecatingly holds her hands out. Listen, I'm not I'm not putting shackles on you guys. We just want to know how you th- feel about this. How I feel about it? Yeah. I don't know. You, you're adults. You have, you have your big boy pants on. You know to wear disguises because the police are looking for you. Oh, I forgot to put my big boy pants on today. <laughs> you know not to be alone. I mean, you don't, yeah. I'm not your yeah, mother. Yeah, we're good. Listen, I know, I know how Marcus so, ran things, but I'm going to consider you guys a little bit smarter than I think Mar- Marcus considered you. Even with those precautions, we almost died multiple times. But we haven't died. We haven't. No one's died here. I mean, well, people have died, but not anyone standing here. Well, then if you don't, if you don't feel it's safe, you don't have to go. No one's going to make you go to Booker's party. Booker kind of raises his hand. Yeah, Booker, you don't have to raise your hand. Oh, um, I changed my mind. Not everyone's invited. What? And he kind of looks over at you, Landris. I don't want. I don't want Marcus to go. He's not invited. I think I think everyone understood Booker that Marcus wasn't invited. Yeah, he's not going. He's he's pretty much to stay here, right? Yes, I've had a discussion with Marcus, and I think we find it equitable that he's in charge of looking after Baron. See, see, Booker, equitable. So there. Guys, so, do what you want. Just bring your communicators and be adults. Where is this? All right, can... She looks at Booker. Be responsible. Looks at Booker again. Just don't do anything stupid. <laughs> um, where's... Well, yeah, where's it going to be? Booker tells you some club that you've never heard of. Ooh, clubs. I don't know. Bars and clubs have not been our friend lately. Well, then you shouldn't live in this city, because every other place is a bar <laughs> or a club. All right, uh, we just... We, we're going to need some... Um, Way to go under the radar. I'm sure Koba can hook you up with disguises. Didn't she disguise you as nurses before? Yeah, yeah. And it worked out pretty well. So Let me talk to her. Tell her it's on my okay. authority, if that makes everyone feel better. It does. Okay. So we head over to Koba. All right. She, to, she to disguises get... you up. Uh, who in total is going? You look like a pretty princess, and Victor looks like a cupcake. <laughs> I am a cupcake. A, a pretty purple princess pony. Oh. Does it, is it a unicorn No, pony? it's a pony. Did I stutter? Pegasus pony, maybe? <laughs> Did I say it had fecking wings? No, it's a pony. It's a pretty purple princess pony. No more, no less. Well, I mean, it's purple. Uh, what was your question before that? Fine. <laughs> Who in total is going? Let's say you, Kentaro. You two, Kentaro, and Chiba. Okay. Hey, Andrew, you want to play some D&D tonight? No, I, I can't. You're not real. None of this is real. Real, 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 real. Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com All right, you guys go? Sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, poor decision.
here is a picture of what happens to you. <laughs> oh, oh. It is just a picture uh, that our wonderful listeners can find in the description of just a nice little to give you some environs of you going down the streets of Kadesh. And you end up going down uh, these these alleyways until you get to a, kind of a, a, a bar kind of place. And it is not your kind of bar, because as soon as you go in, you begin to hear this kind of music. It is a jazz club. How do you know that's not my kind of bar? Um, because we like red. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Red. Red's okay. the only one. All right. All right. So this we go in, and I'm like, not red. this is not red. <laughs> what is this music other than red? All right, you there? People start greeting Booker and congratulating him, and it's like people you've never met before, and people that he obviously has met. Um, and they've kind of rented out the bar almost. Um, and they're just having, I shouldn't say they rented out the bar, but they've rented out a couple tables. Uh, there's food there, and everybody seems to be kind of just having an okay time. I, w- I go up to the bar, order me a drink, and be like, you know what would be nice in here? Hmm. If you played a little red every night. <laughs> oh, we love red. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody does. loves red. Around for red. I, you know how I know? Red. Because my players won't let me forget it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Hey, what's that sticking out of your pocket? It looks like a sweaty, sh- a sweaty sweater. Ah, uh, it's an undershirt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, this, this, although you didn't know this, and I won't let you have the satisfaction of you knowing this, this is not Lanris's kind of place. Aha! <laughs> that sounded like satisfaction, Kim. <laughs> um, I'm probably just gonna stay close to Kentaro and talk to him, because I don't want to deal with these people or Booker. Sure. Uh, yep. He's drinking something light, and he's like, between you and me, I don't think I've ever been to a place like this. Nope. It's pretty, uh, boring. Very low energy. <laughs> who picked this place? You look, because you look like, who do you think picked this place? I'm not the one who threw him the party. I don't know why he invited me, really. really know the guy's name. His name's Booker. I'm, uh, thank you. It's a figure of speech. You, you yeah. understand red herring, but you don't understand what I just said? <laughs> I don't understand red herring. <laughs> Do we uh, recognize anyone here? No. Um, seriously. Actually, you do hear from Vic- behind the counter. Oh, jeez, this glass is all dirty. I don't even know what to do with it. I can't <laughs> oh, even no. say. How do you clean a glass like this? There's fingerprints. Every time I touch it to clean, I just make it worse. Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> oh, oh, totally. Um, no, but seriously, you look Victor familiar. Have, like- we, uh, have we met before? <laughs> Victor is looking everywhere because he's really nervous because he, he, the last few times have not turned out well. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. When I ambush you and kill you, I'll make sure that you notice it first. <laughs> That's right. You see the blade stabbing. I see the knife. Yes. I watch as my intestines. No, roll. you'll watch um, they roll another critical fail and, like, pet you with the blade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a feather, not a blade. Book- oh, oh, as bad as, bad as Barons made you look, you guys look a little bit worse now. There was a couple explosions and stuff that happened to you guys. Mono blades and stuff. Mono whips. Well, we would have we would have showered up, and I assume we're wearing clothes. So right, but I mean, like your body is scarred. Visible. It's showing the scars of all these battles, becoming less and less pleasing to look at. I mean, listen, you know that kind of thing. I'm not gonna judge. 
no, my characters, you know, they're always flawless. Guitar leans up to you and goes, I gotta say, I didn't want. I th- I think I find scars very attractive. <laughs> and you know what? I was saying to myself, I got I gotta get together with a guy who's missing half a ear. It's just it's a it's been a secret uh, on my bucket list. <laughs> Wait, does he actually say that? <laughs> I, Caleb, I need to know very seriously. I don't yeah, want any jokes right now. To be very but serious. But an, an honest question: um, mm-hmm. Have I seen Night Booker for like the since the last time I've seen him that we mentioned it? Night Booker? I'm not sure what you just mean by that phrase. Night the the hallucination Booker. Oh no! And that headache night, that headache went away. That Booker, night, I like right? that headache is gone. Okay, interesting. No nightmares for you either, um, Victor. He got it. Excellent. Wasn't Booker supposed to play a song or something? Yeah, he was all excited. He was telling me about it. I actually was waiting until he played the song to leave. I figured to be polite. Stay until at least he plays the song. Please bring me with you. <laughs> I want me to whisk you away. I don't sweep you up off your feet away from here. <laughs> I don't want to be here any longer than necessary. Don't worry. I'll, I'll save you from the danger. I'll, I'll ride in him. I'll be the nice the knight in shining armor. <laughs> I will be your hero, baby. Okay, that, Booker starts playing that song. <laughs> uh, no, eventually... Says, Somebody once told me the word. <laughs> uh, eventually, uh, it does some time for him to play, and he kind of gets over some of those guys that apparently like seem to be bandmates or something. And uh, Booker gets on the piano, and everybody gets ready to play a song, and, and the guy who's, who's ready to sing, uh, he's a rat folk. <laughs> I squint. Oh, you're going to get him. <laughs> Uh, he says, um, uh, I wrote this song a few years back after they put up the RSF generator. It's about the how the world is now and the vanity and trying to resist how it will change us. You guys right? Right, right. Booker's playing the piano. This guy, this rat folk is singing. And other people are playing instruments. falter, the fingers grope, and the days stretch out beneath the sun. No one's born, no one dies, no one loves, no one cries, and we wait to see just what we will become Don't let me falter Don't let me ride Don't let the earth in me subside Let me see just who I will become Caleb Yes In the middle of the song I am going to go Hand. I think it's gonna kind of surprise him a little bit. Almost kind of jump a little bit, kind of look at you, almost curiously, and then I'll hold your hand back. I think he's gonna do it almost kind of secretly, almost like under the table. Oh, that's fine. That's what I was going for as well. 
You like the clouds in my hometown. You just grow fat and hang around, and your days stretch out beneath the sun. And no one's born, and no one dies, no one loves, so no one cries. And we wait to see just what we will become. Don't let me borrow, don't let me bring, don't let me wallow, don't make me sing. Let me see just who I will become. There's a clap at the end from everybody. And Booker did okay. He did hit some bad notes that you noticed, but he did way better than you'd expect a guy who's recovered so little from an injury like that. Right. And the party kind of continues. And uh, Kataro kind of gives you a look and stands up and says, kind of stretches and yawns, big cat yawn, and says, Oh, guys, I think I'm heading back. Hey, uh, I'll come with you. Let me just uh, say bye to Booker. All right. Good idea. I'll sit by him too. Oh, y'all are going? Yeah, I'm getting tired. You know, I'm real busy uh, with, you know, dead bodies and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Makes me, you know, but this is gonna, yeah. Me, me too. I better go with. You sure, Booker's? I tried this last time. It didn't work. <laughs> there might be more information to find out here, Vic. I lean in real close to him. <laughs> you know, I picture you like one so? of those intense zoom-ins like on Spongebob Squarepants where it gives you the just terrible detail of your lips right next to his ear going, you know, there might be there might be some information like to learn here. like human lips at the end of my snout. <laughs> might be some information to learn here. Victor! <laughs> anyway. You, you think so? Yeah. I mean, I don't put a 
full stock in what Baron says, but there might be something to it. Hey, you guys headed out? So so soon? Hey, you did great, Booker. You really think so? Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it. That means a lot coming from you. It took my dad a few months to start using his leg. You already got full use of your hand. That's way more complicated. Yeah, no, he's he's doing a lot better than A lot I of it's did. muscle memory. Well, that's a, that's a term. It's not really in the muscle. But I like that song. It's one of my favorites that we do. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Thanks. Um, I tell him every time, though, not to explain it, because I feel like music should speak for itself. But every time we talk about, I wrote the song, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, you know, some people are just uh, want to make sure everybody gets it. I think if two people hear the same song and come to different conclusions, I think the song did its job still. Yeah, that's true. Well, thanks, you guys, for coming. And he kind of gives you a hug. <laughs> Wish you guys could stay longer. Yeah, this, uh, I just feel out of place. I get it. You like the first club I brought you to better. You said yeah. that was a good club. All right, well, well, bye, guys. Thanks for coming. Bye, Booker. You guys head out. And this is kind of on the outskirts of the city, right? And uh, as, you're, as you're all walking home, you hear... And you are somewhat familiar with this, especially because you worked on the fringes a lot with the security company for the freighting company, a security detail for the freighting company. It's sound of a, a, a comet or a meteor crashing into the ground. Happens a lot. ton of the metal around here is from what they call sky metal because they get the metal from these asteroids that hit the ground. I've used all three terms for these giant hunks of rock. I'm not sure quite which one is the right term to use. Uh, space debris. As the space debris has hit, <laughs> Uh, it hits kind of on the beach area, and Kataro kind of gives you guys a look. Hey, uh, we could probably use that stuff for work around this place, uh, around the, there's a word for what we use, the base. I'm excellent at GMing. Out, out of game, what do we know about when the comet lands? Like, I assume A, it's hot, B, it's big and heavy. Right, yep, and you can at least break off some pieces. It's worth a ton of money. It's It's like precious ore. So even if you grabbed off some chunks, it could pay for some stuff. Uh, I guess there's whole companies that make that just uh, build boats and just go around sailing looking for the on the seafloor for these comets. Mm. Maybe we can break up a few chunks real quick. It's definitely going to attract attention. Yeah, let's do it quick. I don't want to be around when anyone who's anyone comes by who might notice you guys. You guys kind of hustle over there? Yeah. Yep. What a poor decision because now I can (laughs) my final. No, it's fine. Baron Smitty is the asteroid. (laughs) He's curled up in the fetal position in a crater. As you get there, there is this oh, hunk of rock that smashed into the, you know, the shore. And uh, you get there and there's like stuff coming off of it. And as you go over, a bolt of lightning screams out of the sky and hits the rock. It kind of knocks you back a little bit, not off your feet, but a little bit. And when you look back, part of this rock has melted and you see the rock has been melted away almost in layers and curled up in the fetal position is a woman, a non-anthro woman. Is she naked? (laughs) Come on. No, I mean, I'm asking, is she, is she, does she fully clothed? Yes, she she is. Yep. She's nude, but she's covered in like this mud, white, black, ashy. Uh, stuff from the melted asteroid. Whoa. What? What? The- <laughs> I um, think it literally goes, what the feck? 
Uh, I, I walk... <sighs> I walk toward her. And I'm like, I'm, I'm still trying to hurry because I don't want to stay around this thing too long. Okay, sure. Yeah, there is like, uh, almost like steam, just the expression of hotness coming off of her and the asteroid. Is she moving? Breathing? Anything? She seems to be breathing, but not conscious. Um, I take off my jacket and I go to, like, wrap her in it. Okay, as you do that, uh, this is going to be very, um, unconventional. Lanris. You get flooded with this vision. It takes over all your senses. You feel like you're there. I want uh-huh. you to play this video. It's a very short video. When it's finished, I'm going to tell you something, and then I'm going to have you play it again, okay? So, what you see there is not those bullets firing on stuff. Stuff is firing back that are arrows and different sort of fantasy era stuff, including spells being whipped back and forth. Uh, but the machines are machines, machines of war. They kind of remind you of some of the machines you've built here, but they're way more metal than your machines here. Your machines are very crystal-based. These are clockwork-based, right? And the things screaming mm-hmm. overhead are dragons, but they're made of clockwork, right? And those giant machines are giant clockwork machines. And then all the humans were actual human or races that you you the varied races of Pathfinder, right? Fighting in this this giant mm-hmm. battle. And there are some bullets flying back and forth because there are guns in this area, but most of that kind of stuff is spells and the like. I would like to watch again now, thinking of replacing those images you see with those things that I just described. Like, this is something I see when, like, I reach out for her, when I touch her. Yep, as soon as you touch her, you just get flooded with this vision. Uh, while that happens, is, does it all happen, like, within a second? Or is it, like, is he pausing? Yeah, he's going to be frozen like, for am a I, good am I noticing 30 seconds. time go by, like, he's just frozen there or anything? He yeah, goes to put it on her and he kind of just freezes in place as he does it. This vision, you feel like you're there and you feel... You've been in battles, but you've never been in a war. And you feel the the crippling fear of of fighting a battle you know is lost. And you're watching, in 30 seconds, this other side, the flesh side, lose so very quickly, being so massively overwhelmed. And you just you feel like the guy in the front line who you know you're just going to die. And you feel a depression. You feel horror. You feel somber. It's hopeless is what you feel. You feel hopeless. And your heart is racing with the with the adrenaline of war. You come out of the vision. Lanaris! I, I like jump backwards. I'm like, I thought I was overseeing crap. What is it, man? I don't know. Let's get her and get out of here. I rush over there to help. I, I go to pick her up because I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. Okay. 
Uh, nothing happens this time when you cover up in, in your, your coat and you kind of pick her up and you're strong enough to kind of carry her, though it's not the easiest. Man, are you are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You don't look it. I, I think I saw the other you're side. Kintaro looks at like we should what? get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. You should be carrying her muscles. You see something wedged in uh, the rock, Victor. What is it? Uh, what is it? It's like a picture. I want to look at it. A picture? Yep. I gra- I run back and grab it. Okay. You're going to look at it now or you're just going to take it? Uh, I'm going to glance at it. Okay. It's a, I'm, he- I'm running after it. It's a, it's a group of people. And you, you just a glance to you see. It's a picture of a group of people. Okay. I kind of st- stick it in my pocket. Okay. You guys rush back to base? Yes. Yep. All right. You get back to base. Obviously, you're going to take her to the med bay. I take it. Mm-hmm. We take her to the prison forever. Take that naked <laughs> lady. No one's naked in my town. <laughs> we take her straight to the armory and put her unconscious body in a suit of armor. <laughs> she better be decent. <laughs> What's her level? How many classes does she have? I uh, while we get there and we and we stop, you know, make sure that she's she's starting to get taken care of. I want to pull out that picture and look at it. The picture is a picture of you, and it's a picture of Lanris. You're in the middle of this picture, and I'm going to describe things directionally. It's from your perspective, okay? From you looking at the picture. Mm-hmm. Everyone's looking at you like they're looking at the person taking the picture, right? You're in, you're in the middle with your hand on your hip, and you have like a slight smirk. And uh, next to you, to the right, is Lanris with his arm around you. And he's kind of laughing. He's looking to the right, turned to one of the other people in this picture. And one of the people he that's right next to him is this guy sitting on a crate. Uh, who looks like much like this? Uh, essentially, uh, an Anubis-looking guy. Okay. He's sitting in a crate and he's sharpening a scythe. And next to him, to the right and the far right of the picture, uh, standing up, is a guy that looks like this. And he is a, a lizard person, almost like a lizard folk sort of guy. But he's mm-hmm. he's he's dressed up in this feathery garb, right? And he is has he's folding above his hand is a double helix. This the DNA. Uh, you're so familiar with from like high school biology, but he he's kind of adorned in gold and feathers, and he's almost some sort of like uh, white white uh, face paint on, uh, but very very lizard like. Going in the other direction, of the picture starting from the center, you know, there you are. Uh, to the left is a girl, a girl with white hair, and uh, medium height. Kind of looks like this picture that I'm sending you. Kind of a gossamer-like white shirt over a, a black, um, I don't want to use the word bra, but essentially, uh, with slacks yeah. and almost uh, some lace-up boots. Uh, and then to the left of that is the only other person you recognize on this picture of the far left is Baron Samiti, looking just fine, way better than he's been looking for a, a, the time you've had him. And behind you and in between... Uh, you and this girl is this guy who has his whole head has been replaced with a cybernetic head and his whole left arm but the arm is is very much more mechanical than you expect it to be more than cybernetic and he has his hands in his pockets what about my arm your arm is just the way it is as it is now it's cybernetic arm is my ear full in the picture uh good question Uh, no it's not Okay, um, and the woman in the picture, does that look like the woman we brought from the comet? It's possible. It's very difficult to tell because she's covered in mud. 
Okay. Even her hair is just filthy. <laughs> I throw her in the shower. Just slide uh, her across you don't the One second. As you, the, you turn the picture around and see it's on the back, and you realize this is not just a photograph. This is like a, a postcard that you would send from different parts of Kadesh. Like, whoa, whoa, thinking of you in Upper Kadesh. You know what I mean? And um, uh, it says, wish you were here. And it is a picture of a forest. Is is that? I smell the picture. <laughs> okay, it smells like a comet. Okay, well that didn't go as I planned. <laughs> I'm gonna let you try to figure out what that smells like. I'm, a, I'm gonna let the the listeners use their imagination. It doesn't smell like Landris. It doesn't smell like a forest. Landris, what is this? I have no idea. I don't have any. This is not. This is not right. This is not how I planned our night to go. It's almost like every time we go out with Booker. So besides me and and Landris and Baron Smitty, we have no idea who the other people are. No, you've never seen the rest of me your whole life. Give- not even like a twinkle in the back of our mind. No, of maybe no I've seen this person before. Uh, do these trees look like the ones that was in my dream? Only in the matter that they look like trees. There's nothing that specifically recalls you to what they look like in the dream. Now, when you say um, it's us in the picture and, you know, he still has a cybernetic arm, my ear's missing, are they, um, their apparel and their weaponry, is that the same or is that changed? Slightly different. Slightly, but still mostly similar? Yes. And do we look the same age? Yep. We should show this to Baron. I don't, I don't know if we should show this to anybody. Why not? This is the coolest thing. How are you taking this so well? I don't know. That not this awesome in a way i don't know look there's a forest i point to it like enthusiastically why is this awesome what does this mean what is this what's going on do they just take our picture and put it the girl came from a comet (gasps) as the girl wakes up suddenly and violently and she starts almost thrashing around a little bit oh hey hey, hey. um i'm gonna like go up and try and help her she reaches to her hip for something but doesn't find it there and she kind of almost like takes a swing at you. <laughs> hey, it's 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 okay. Hey, hey, you're fine. You're okay. Where am I? Who are you? Like, do you, do you know how you got here? Take a second, breathe. You're okay. You're safe here. You should be safe here. I can't really guarantee that. Who are you? Who are you? You don't recognize us. You have our picture. No. What is this? I point to the picture. She's like looking. At, she like looks at it for a second, but it's like taking in all of her surroundings. Do you want clothes? I think we should start there. What am I covered in? Mud. Or comet. I don't know. You were in a comet. A <laughs> comet. I don't understand any of this. Neither do we. But th- don't worry, we'll figure it out. Now that she kind of realizes, she kind of covers herself with her um, we'll, we'll We'll find something. Um, I got on the communicator. Uh, Koba or Tal. I look at her like, what size is she? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Koba, could you bring some clothes that you don't mind getting dirty to the medbay? Uh, okay. I swear, if this is another one of your fetishes, Lanris, <laughs> they're not sweaty. <laughs> Just do it. Come on. I'll be right there. What was that? She points at the com. It's a communicator. You can talk to people who are far away. You don't. So you don't know what technology is. I know what technology is. Okay. Okay. Well, just checking because you didn't know what a communicator was. Do you know your name? What's your name? Hope. Now now she's like sitting up. Can I put her to that picture? 
Yeah, it's probably her in the picture. Now you see her hair. Her hair is white, but it's just so covered in mud that it looks different color. Look, this is... The, I point at the picture like, this is you, right? Yeah, except my hair's not white. Uh, is Where'd you get this? Is it, wait, is, the picture, is her hair white in the picture? Hair's white in the picture, and her hair right now, as you're looking at her, is white, but just very dirty. No, your, your hair's white. What are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? She kind of looks at some glass. She looks looks where Baron is, right? Because it's like, got that glass there and goes, oh, she runs her hand through her hair. My hair. Wait, is Baron right there? Yeah, like, he's, he's in the he med bay. He's in the, the seclusion is he, chamber. Is he making any kind of reaction? I assume he's awake. Uh, yeah, I think he's at least paying attention to the naked, muddy lady. <laughs> well, that's you, and then I point to everyone else, like, that looks like us. You, you, this was, like, in the comet with you. It was adjacent to you. You don't know anyone in this picture? No. Uh, uh Koba comes in. All right, here, I got your dirty, go- oh, hello? We made a friend. What, what am I, in the land of the cat folks? Uh, in a sense. Koba kind of covers her. Man, girl, you need a shower. Yeah, we have sh- we have those. If you want to use those, I'm I'm sorry. Who who are you? Oh, Lanris. Hi, Victor. I'm Koba, and that over there is a scumbag. You don't need to know his name. Pointing to uh, Samiti. But she apparently knows him. Yeah, apparently we're all buddy buddy with him. What do you mean? Look at the picture. Don't just show everybody the picture. What is that? She takes it from you. Hey, everybody, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> takes a picture with the communicator and sends it out to everybody. <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. She puts a good filter on it, though, if that makes you feel better. It says, hang with my girls with a Z. <laughs> and she put extra cat ears and whiskers off of us. Uh, hashtag squad goals. Hashtag thug life. Okay. Koba goes, here, come with me, honey. I'm gonna, I'll get you to a shower. Be careful. She tried to kill me. I didn't try. I kind of tried to kill her. I don't blame you. No, there's Caleb. I'm making everybody sarcastic. No! Bat! Go lay down, Caleb. <laughs> she's going to be gone for a few seconds if you want to talk without her. as She's going to go take a shower. What do you think this is all about? I don't know, but we should show this to Baron. It's going to blow his mind. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he already knows what this is. <sighs> I guess we better find out before she gets back. Uh, I guess we walk into wherever Baron's held. Sure, he's right there. <laughs> It's, oh, is he in the same room as us? I thought he was like behind glass or something. He is in this. It's almost like in the center of the room is this isolation chamber. So okay. all 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 walls are glass. <laughs> I'm smiling. I hold up the picture. I'm like, oh, you remember this? He looks at it and kind of turns his head and looks up at you. You didn't tell me we were friends. He's befuddled. So you you don't know anything about this. This is another one of your tactics, trying to confuse me. You are rating my tactics fairly highly. It is very flattering. Do you know anyone in this picture? Besides yourself. And us. And us. This is going... (laughs) You're going to call me a liar or a fool, but the girl looks kind of like someone I know. You lying fool. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Someone I used to know a long time ago in the whole world. Then again, that's probably just because she's human. Was there a big war in your home world? (laughs) <laughs> well, you don't know your history. There was plenty of wars. Between clockwork, or I would I guess I wouldn't know what to call top clockwork. Between weird tech monsters and all the humanoid races. Kind of perks up. What do you mean? I mean exactly what I said. Was there a big war between tech monsters and all the human races that the humans were losing? No, there was no war like that. Did you go to school when you were younger? 
Am, am I really supposed to answer that? Yes. Yes, I did. Well, and you should know a fair amount of history. Do you remember any war machines? Uh, do we, Caleb? I have no idea. No. No, that's why I'm asking you, though. There was no war like that. Okay, so what are we doing in this picture? I don't know, but he kind of shuffles and kind of gets himself in a position to kind of sit up straight. But this is... He kind of looks at you both again. Is it just me, or do we look like friends in this picture? Yeah, it's weird. Koba comes back in. All right, so anyone want to explain? She's showering I up. I don't... Wait, you left her alone? I'm not an idiot. Tally's by the door. But I wanted to give her a little bit of privacy to clean herself. I... We, us girls aren't like you guys where you have like group shower moments everybody's hanging out we were a little more private than that despite what you think uh, it's not all slumber parties and feel each other in the locker room in high school wait you saw our group showers <laughs> oh everyone saw the security system's everywhere come on Landris. <laughs> you never know when comet's gonna strike or where wait y'all are group showering without me why wasn't i invited <laughs> i thought your arm couldn't get wet <laughs> All right, so um, she was in those comets. Like, straight down, he gets guy metal from him. Oh, not the ones that murder all our friends. Yes, yeah, those ones. Um, she was in it. She was in one. It crashed on the beach. We checked it out, and she was in the comet. In the comet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside the giant hunk of sky. Well, metal. actually, a, a bolt of lightning hit the comet, and then it kind of broke open. So I don't know. Maybe she was spontaneously created through lightning and sky metal, I think she was in it. Well, Shiva's not with us anymore, so medicine's kind of fallen from me to, to me now. So she walks over and puts her hand on your forehead. You don't have a fever. Come, Victor, back me up. Come on. You were there. I want Victor so bad to go, I don't know what you're talking about, Landris. <laughs> Kitaro looks, yeah, we were just walking back from home. I don't know where she's going. <laughs> it all happened like that, but... I don't know anything else besides that. I don't know what's going on. He went into a trance. Yeah, I saw another vision. This one was different, though. It wasn't like a dream. It was different. What do you mean? I... It's like I was actually... Like, a dream felt disconnected. I felt like I was actually there, experiencing these things. What did you see? A war. That between tech and people, and the people were losing pretty bad. Weird. I watched it twice. It was strange. I don't know why it repeated. (laughs) (laughs) And there was some advertisement for a game called Battlefield. (laughs) It sounds great, but I feel like when I get my hands on it, it's not going to be like World War I at all. Uh, Yeah, she she was in the comet. I picked her up and got out of there. She was naked. Thank you, Vic. Thanks for adding that, Vic. Yeah. You were welcome. I noticed (laughs) when I brought her into the shower, but... Well, I mean, just so you know, we didn't, like, undress her. She just came that way. Okay, well... I didn't think that. Now I kind of do. <laughs> I put clothes on her, actually. I need to, I need to only ever have you interact with Koba, because that can be sarcastic, like, free of charge. <laughs> well, um, give her and some time. This, this, this picture was also in the comment. Okay. Wait, who's it to? We're all in the picture. It's like a postcard. Wish you were here. Who's that to? Hey, that's a forest. Yeah, right? That's what I was saying. That is Vic so cool. Vic does not think that's the dopest crap ever. I mean, this isn't a painting. Well, this is a gosh darn picture. Can we make copies of that? I want copies of that. I've never seen a tree. I've kind of had bad experiences with force. Oh, right. But not this one. Wish you were here. Hmm. You, this doesn't freak you out? Oh, it totally does, but in a really cool way. Like an excited freak no, out, right? Yeah. 
like something cool about to happen. Koba, this doesn't freak you out? Oh, no, it's totally freaked out, but like in a good way. Like in an excited way. We're with him. Hmm, she kind of frowns. Well, give me a gun and I can make sure that picture doesn't happen right now. Wait, you think it's the future? I got a death ray. Oh, could be. You're right. Could be the future. Like melts people into a gray goo. It's pretty cool. (laughs) We we don't, I don't know, we don't look any older, so this would have to be in like the next year or so. Or I could just kill you and then, you know, either way, I I just kill one of you four. Just kill him. Kill Baron. No, no, you're right in front of me. You have a thing for killing people, don't you? I have this awesome death ray that I got when we fixed the armory up. You you said that already. I got to use it once. All right? You you didn't even have to. You could have saved it. She was trying to stab him in the back or caress his back or whatever she was trying to do. (laughs) She was dropping knives on his back left and right. (laughs) It felt good. By the way, you really thought that she gave up? Shut up. Just shut up. I got a whip. Anyway... I mean, we can uh, wait for her to come back. Maybe she's yeah. just, you know, in shock. So uh, she, after a bit, she kind of comes back, and she's she's wearing Koba's some Koba's clothes, uh, tan pants, black tank top. She comes in, kind of holding her arm a little bit, almost kind of nervously. Um, not kind of like kind of way Booker's nervous all the time. Kind of just in like a a very like acceptable. You're in a brand new place, kind of nervous. And she kind of walks in. She just kind of nods and said. Um, I guess, I guess, thank you. Excuse me for not saying that before. You're welcome. So, uh, did, did you know nothing about this? And I point to the picture. No, I've, I've never seen that picture before in my life. Now, are, are you saying that? Were we bad? Are, are we bad people in this picture? Are you afraid of us? Because we don't know anything about this. I only now know that because I see you in front of me. Otherwise, I wouldn't know who anyone is in this picture. Except that three of you are now in front of me. One guy's in a cage over there. Yeah, he's a sadistic murderer. You guys have something to drink? Yeah, sure. Kobo gets over, like, and fills a glass up of water. And, Ho- and Hope kind of goes, um, kind of scratches her chin. I meant alcohol. Oh, oh, honey, please. Yes, I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, look at us. We're definitely drinkers. Oh, by the way, yeah, now you can see her hair is the silvery white. She's all cleaned up. So is it not normally like that? I point to her hair. She kind of grabs it in her hand and looks at it. No, it's supposed to be in nice brown. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, I'm. My name is Hope. I don't know where to begin. Why don't you tell uh, me about this place? Well, my name's Victor, and I'm a uh, was a uh, engineer. Do you know what an engineer is? I'm a level seven shaman, and I put <laughs> ten points in perception. That, that'd be cool, though. That was not my class. <laughs> that was my job. Um, what'd you say? Sorry. Do you know what an engineer is? Um, you work on the clockwork. I work on what? The clockwork. I I worked on robotics. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Machines. Right. You, clockwork. Those did are you make clocks? Are. Victor? Like, I mean, like digital uh, clocks? Digital. Yeah, digital clocks. No, clockworks aren't. All right. Uh, she looks around and grabs some pen and paper and she draws a clockwork warrior. It looks exactly like one of the ones you saw fighting. This is a clockwork. I draw a, a, a robot. This is a robot. You guys kind of switch papers or looking at the papers. <laughs> they were kicking everyone's butts for the last I saw. What were? Those things. I point at the clockwork 
Oh, so then you know what they are. No, I, um, all right, so you were in a comet, right? Have we gotten past this? Uh, so you've said. But the whole time she's like walking around the room kind of looking at everything. So, so, so let me start from where we saw you, how we came across you. We're walking home from a party, and uh, a meteor hitting the ground. That's not uncommon to happen here. And, you know, there's precious stuff in it, metals. So we were like, hey, let's go grab some metals out of this comet. Uh, we walk up, and a big bolt of lightning hit it, and it kind of exploded, and you were, like, in the comet. It's the best I can really do there. <sighs> and uh, I, I went to, like, pick you up out of the comet, and I saw... I don't know, I saw something. I saw the w- a war between these things and a bunch of people. And then, uh, so it already happened. Or is happening. Yeah, both. Well, wait, what year is it? 350. Three, 350. For us, I... Since the crossover. The crossover. It's a long story, but... <sighs> Our ancestors were marooned. On an island, and they went into a cave and ended up here. Make it short. Do you, and it's been three hundred fifty years since then. Yeah. What What year is it? What year was it when you when you came through? Um. Generic number that Caleb hasn't told. Just you say that number. Blah. Right? <laughs> blah. Oh, blah. I'm well familiar with that. The year of the dragon. Uh she she kind of like she's just kind of like doing math in her head. Then it worked, but I wasn't supposed to come. Here, I don't even know what this is. Koba comes in with a couple of glasses and plops down. And what were I'm drinking here? All right, here, take a seat. I can, can't contain my excitement. You expect me to sit down? She kind of hops up on the on the counter and sits down and, and starts sipping the drink. She kind of like makes a face and goes, "What is this swill?" I'm sorry. Thank you for your hospitality. I'm just not used to. It's algae. Algae? Okay. That's what we got. Right. That's everything we have. Do you have like algae. whiskey or? That is whiskey. Whiskey algae. <laughs> she looks at kind of swirls it, swirls around. Kind of like shrugs yourself and downs some more of it. If, if you have enough, it'll it'll work. Don't worry. My name is Hope. And where I come from, I'm a princess. Ooh. Get out. She leaves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't understand you from where we come from. We don't have analogies at all. See, I told you guys, it's like, it's a problem in all societies. <laughs> we need to, we need to adjust this. I, um, let, let me tell you a story. Many years ago, uh, before I was born, there was a man and he was, uh, a great man, but a very terrible man. A man who did great things, but very terrible things. And he united my kind with a kind called the elves. They kind of look like me, live longer, got pointier ears, a little more. Well, that's us. We're, we're, we're descended from elves. It's fine. Go. You're, okay. Everybody here is really elf. It's fine. Go. Okay. Well, then he united your kind, your ancestors with mine. Um. The humans were a bunch of infighters. Uh, the elves were a bunch of bigots. And no offense. And he united them under a, a single banner. A nation, the last nation to rule them all, he called it. Uh, he, he had all the gall to call it the Empire. He thought it would be the last one needed. 
And he made a strong empire. An empire was good at war and was quickly became the largest nation in the land. But this man eventually born a son. And his son did not see things the way this man did. And the son rebelled against his father. And after many years, and in his 20s, after many years of rebellion, he successfully pulled a coup. And he killed his father. He killed his father, the emperor. In his journey to become emperor, this the son, this usurper king, before he was a king, while he was a revolutionary, he, he met a woman. A beautiful woman that looked much like yourselves. Maybe not without the blue fur. And he fell in love with this woman. He he overthrew the king and he ended up marrying this love of his life. This 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 woman. This catfolk girl. And they were happy together and they had a very peaceful rule. Well, he had adopted a war from his father, but he had started no other wars, and many other people joined the empire expanding this nation across the planet. Uh, but during his time, uh, the two were very sad, this usurper king and his, his lovely catfolk wife, because they could not have a child. The human and the catfolk could not produce a child together. It was just impossible. So the two sought out a great wizard to create for them a, a way to defy nature and have a child together. This wizard crafted for them a ring that could grant a single wish. The two of them together, instead of wishing for wealth or money or a greater kingdom or power, they wished that they could bear a child. And she kind of moves her hair about, and you now see these two cat ears sticking up from between her hair. And she kind of pulls out of her, which she has stuffed down her pant leg, a tail. Which before you had just not missed it because it had been so matted against her by all the mud. She looks like a human except she has cat folk ears and a cat folk tail. As the daughter grew up, she grew up during a time of war as a nation had attacked the empire. How it started is depends on which side you ask. But what is not up for debate was that the war was a vicious one. This usurper king had built for himself an army. An army that didn't fear. An army that didn't sleep. An army that didn't know how to show mercy. This clockwork king had built an army of machine. And he had fought viciously against this nation to the north that had waged war against him. And it was a tough war. And it was a long war. And I grew... This daughter grew up her whole life during this war. During this, 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 this war... The nation they fought against was led by a madwoman. And the madwoman did the worst thing that anyone had ever decided to do in history. This woman was a woman who would strike in the shadows and strike darkness. And she assassinated the emperor's wife. In cold blood, just another casualty of war. She had sucked to strike at the heart of this emperor and she had succeeded. But she did not know what the daughter had known about her father. That her father could be just as vicious as his own. And that he was a man whose heart was black. And only ever had it lightened by his wife. 
that everything good in this man, you can see she's fighting back tears at this point, with some reflection of his wife, who was the kindest and most honestly good person in the world. And she was killed, and he had nothing to hold him back anymore. Now he had nothing but anger to fuel him. And he sought revenge. And he got it. But it was not enough to satisfy the empty hole inside of him now that his wife was gone. Now that his life was gone. And the war didn't stop with the death of the crazy woman. He kept going. And nothing could stop his clockwork armies. And his daughter could not stand to be around him anymore. And his daughter did just as her father did. And tried to usurp him as well. And she ran away. And she gathered among herself allies. And while this war was raging, no longer was it a war of the Empire versus the nation of the North. Now it was the clockwork versus everything. Spread out in all directions, they destroyed everything they came across. During the war, the Emperor fought honorably. He avoided civilians when he could, even to the detriment of his own people. But now everything was his enemy. He had no goal but to make the world feel as terrible as he did. And the men, the living souls that were in his army, they couldn't stop him. For there was too many clockwork, and the clockwork wouldn't disobey orders. The clockwork didn't have a conscience to say no. They would stomp and trample children, and it would mean nothing to them. It would be as if they had trampled the ground and grass. And while a seven-nation army couldn't hold him back, and the world gathered to try to stop this mad king, the daughter knew better. She knew there wasn't a stopping. She had one goal in mind. And that was to kill her father. It wouldn't end the war. But she knew she had to do it. And so blood turned against blood. She found, among others, two men who had the same goal as her. For different reasons, we all wanted, they all wanted him dead. But one was his most trusted friend. A man named, by the name of Hanzo Hattori. A skilled man who carried out several black ops sort of things. Matter of fact, he helped him overthrow his father, but he had seen that this mad king had gone too far. So he too had set himself against him as I had. The third man in our group was a man who went by the name of Thorin Dragonson. He was a man who had set himself up against the king before the war had even started intended to finish what he had started. In many ways, he was responsible for this. If he hadn't done what he had done, perhaps the mad woman wouldn't have waged this war and wouldn't have murdered that innocent girl. And we fought through battles, and while everyone tried to save people and protect towns and protect the civilians, this group knew that that was all useless. A, a fight that was lost by the moment it was started and we fought only to get through to the next area, and we would leave battles behind us, and we fought, and we fought until we got there, until we got to the palace, until we got to Kor Hall, the capital city of which this emperor reigned through, to which he commanded his armies. And we fought through his clockwork, and we got to him, and through 
the worst conflict I had ever been a part of. We won. We took down his Praetorian Guard, and all were dead but me and my father. And my father was dying. And somehow, defying all explanation, in his death rose, he finally saw what he had done and finally saw the light that had so dimmed from his life. But of course, it was too late. The world was an ash. The war machine kept turning. In the fields, the bodies were still burning. Death and hatred to mankind was still poisoning everyone's minds. He had looked to me and he said, I wish I had done things differently. And at that moment, he had thought of something. He took off of his finger the ring which he had wished his daughter into existence. Now a dull pearl laid set into it when it was once bright, representing the wish that had long gone. And he had told her that there was still a chance she could undo the horrors, the end of the world. She could, she could stop it. When I asked him how, he began to teach her things. And, and I, I tried to stop him, but he, he, he just kept going about how to make a wish, how to do it just right so that it wouldn't backfire, how it wouldn't fight against you. I paid attention. I learned exactly how to word the wish. But I was confused. I looked at him and said, the, the ring is useless. Why are you teaching me this? And then I began to understand. He poured his life into the ring. And with the last sacrifice this man could make, he gave the last of he had to fill it with enough energy and enough power as the pearl began to glow again. So in this mausoleum dedicated to the death of everything that had mattered, I put the ring on and I uttered the words, I wish I could stop this from ever happening. And as I made that wish, my stomach turned and everything grew white. And I opened my eyes and here I was. And a land foreign to me and a world foreign to me. But... Years before the war, I'm here with a chance to stop what had happened, but I'm in a world removed with not a lot of time to try to undo what had happened. The names of this emperor and his wife were, and you hear coming from Baron Samiti's room, Valerian Mengsk and Mana Evergreen. And Hope kind of looks at him. And turns her head and her eyes widen and she says, Dad?
see your star you left it burning for me mother i'm here as open wide feel your heart and it's glowing i'm welcome home sweet home i take your hand now you'll never be Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. And if you want to support me and my indie game development company, Raconteur Games, consider purchasing our first game now available on Steam called Close Order. Thank you so very much, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. Groovy. Огонь по готовности! It's high noon. I've got you in my sights. You said they'd be left in the city under my supervision. I am altering the deal. Pray I don't alter it any further. Oh.